Recorded live. Hoaxbusters call. Join the discussion by dialing 724-447-444. Call ID 90337. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Uh, It's uh, Monday, February the 29th, uh, 2016. How's everybody doing? Uh, Yeah, uh, Paul called in on Skype. I had to, I had to uh, disconnect you, Paul, because uh, I was getting uh, some noise in. So if you can hear me, and I bring you back on, uh, see if you can. Hey, Paul. Hey, how you doing? Hey, good man. Hey, uh, do you mind uh, putting yourself on mute for just a minute? Uh, yeah, that's what I was planning on doing anyway. Yeah, okay. okay, cool. Yeah. Man. Right. All right. Uh, looks like we got Paul's here and, uh, uh, Luminous Arcana, RLC, Greg and G, Mahatma, Coat, uh, Tyler Watt on the chat. Uh, let's see. We got, um, yeah, I just want to give this, uh, quote out real quick and then, uh, I was going to bring, uh, uh, Dave on the call here. Uh, yeah, the quote is, if you can't trust people with freedom, how can you trust people with power? I think that's a, a good quote. Um, yeah, I got some bad news the other day from uh, Frank from Australia. And, uh, he informed me that, uh, Robert uh, Jobbering, he goes by the handle Jobbering, died, uh, earlier this month. And I was, uh, that was a total shock to me. I, 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 I don't know what happened to the guy. Um, I haven't got any information on as far as what, what, what happened to him or anything like that. I, um, it is, uh, yeah, I've, I met Robert twice actually, uh, at, out in, uh, California. We had a, a meetup. Um, yeah, this recent time I didn't, uh, get in contact with him. Uh, I kind of went out there on a short notice and, and, uh, yeah, and it's like, you know, you take a trip sometimes and, you know, you go somewhere and then, before you know it, before you even realize it, you turn around and coming back. It's kind of just uh, you know, one of those things. I was, it was like, um, would have liked to got in talk, got in contact with Robert and had see if he was around to meet up then. But it's like, well, I it, it's I don't know. Maybe if he was in the hospital or what. I hadn't been in contact with him prior to that. But um, yeah, hopefully, let me uh, unmute Dave here. Hey Dave, are you there? Yeah. Oh, cool, man. Yeah. So, yeah. Do you have any uh, information on Robert or? 
Uh, he he uh, passed away on February 1st. I talked to his mother oh, uh, because I was trying to get him onto a talk show call. He was actually a co-host of mine, but it was kind of sporadic. And uh, and she said he passed away. And uh, there's a friend of his called Kate Soros. He was at his yeah, yeah, I met him. I uh, was up there last summer, and I met them both, and we went out and had some beers and yeah. times and... Um, yeah, so, uh, do you have, uh, any way to get in contact with, uh, Kate? Yeah, I can give you his phone number. Yeah, yeah, shoot, man. So anyway, uh, you know, Kate, I think is, uh, is, uh, he, he had a, a little, he's got a little baby, so I think he's kind of distracted. That's why I didn't tell anybody, because, uh, I found out and I told Frank, you know, but I talked to his mom for a while, and she said that um, they don't know why he died. You know, it's it's one of those things where um, people expect him to be somewhere, like at work, and he doesn't show up, and so they go to the uh, apartment and uh, knock on the door. Nobody answers, you know, and so they they found him there. She didn't give me the details, but um, you called his mother on you had his cell phone and she answered yeah she answered his cell phone yeah and she knew about me he had talked about me a number of times and you know, we were friends i mean we, we talked quite a bit you know off of talk shoe like on skype and uh we actually had quite a bit of recorded audio that's never been released because he was editing the audio so <clears throat> yeah i was subscribed to his uh his podcast and I have a link to it on the Hoaxbusters <coughs> call, <coughs> excuse me. And, yeah. uh, and I hadn't seen any recent, uh, uh, audios. And, yeah. Uh, I, I know that he had, he was, tra- he would travel in, in, um, related to his work. And, yep. uh, and I had, you know, been in sporadic contact with them from time to time. Like I would, get emails from him and then we'd email back and forth and or on Skype and uh and I hadn't heard from him in a bit and so I figured maybe he was on some kind of assignment somewhere on his because uh, he he did um uh the sound engineering work right and uh yeah and would would travel and go places and 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 set them up on their on their deal and um you know I yeah, I, that's that's just a total shock. I, I don't, it's like yeah, Kate, Kate does a similar work. Yeah, he works with Kate. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. Hopefully, I could uh, get in contact with Kate and uh, get some get some. Yeah, I can give you his number. What happened? Yeah, you could uh, um, just put it into the Skype text thing. I got you on Skype and. Uh, yeah, this is uh, it's just sad, man. I when I heard about that, I went to the flea market this weekend. I was like, just totally bummed out by it. I was uh, uh, Robert was a really uh, just a laid back guy, really just easy to talk to, and just a nice guy, man. You know? Oh yeah, yeah. He actually addressed me as sir. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of the times, so he really respected me. I guess so. He had a uh, 
you know, his, his podcast is called True Lies, and then he created another one that was centered around me to kind of promote me a little bit. It's called True Lies Reality Crash. And uh, we've still got some audio to release, though, from all that. I guess I'll have to do it, so obviously. Wow. Yeah, he, he's a real nice guy. His uh, parents were conservative Christians. And, uh, you know, I'm not exactly sure what his spiritual state was, but... Um, uh, about how old, how old was he? I know he was... Uh, he was around 40, approximately. Just roughly. I asked him one time, he said 40. So he's either 40 or above. Wow. Yeah. I know that he mentioned that he one time had a, uh, a, a, a some kind of an infection or something where he had to go get uh, surgery, like, to... Um, he was had to. Um, he had some kind of inflammation, like around his brain or something like that. At one one time. Really. Uh, oh, what was this? Oh, he mentioned that uh, to me one time. I don't even know if I should even. Well, I mean, yeah, he, he said that uh, he, he had some kind of. Uh, um, I, I forget what he called it, but it was some kind of a uh, um, uh, bacterial infection or something. Like, uh, but this was, um, not anything recent. It'd been a while ago from what mm-hmm. I understand. And, uh, he had to be hospitalized and everything and had to go undergo surgery and all that. And I don't think he ever mentioned that he got in a car wreck, but he didn't give me the details. I think he told his car. So he was, um, taking the, uh, the Uber taxi. And while he was doing that, he was he was financially supporting me, you know, contributions, uh-huh. which I greatly appreciate, and uh, really helped me out uh, two or three times when I was kind of in a bind. He didn't really like to talk about money or anything like that. He was just um, an actually good person that liked to help out a buddy, you know, because we don't really talk about money on the show. I've just developed. Um, friendships with people in the background and they just kind of help me out because I'm, I'm still a full-time researcher. I've been doing this since, um, 1992, believe it or not. A full-time, uh, full-time researcher. Yeah. And information. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, uh, yeah, I'm just so sad to hear that. I, I, so it, nobody knows what happened to him. It just, um, kind of, it could be a natural death, you know. Life is transient, you know, and there's people need to realize that this can happen to anybody because you could have a genetic defect that's never been properly identified. And, you know, it happened to a famous uh, basketball player, some kind of a heart rhythm or something like that. I don't remember his name. But, uh, but yeah, you, you can go at any time, you know, just based on that. Um, oh, that's true. Or, you know, anything accidental happen or something, you know, it's like, yeah, you never know. It's just, uh, it's always, uh, it's always though a surprise when somebody like it dies that, that young, you know, it's just, a, uh, it's a shock and a surprise. And, um, yeah, but then there's, uh, no, no, uh, information, exactly any details or anything. So nope. yeah, I, I don't know. I could maybe call his mom again. Uh, I was. Oh, yeah, I could, I'm sure if I if I get a hold of Cade there, he he 
he would have some um, information. I, w- I would I would think. And uh, uh, because I, I talked to I talked about him on the beginning of one of our last shows, uh, maybe the second to last one, and I put Jobber Ring in the title at the end of it. And so I was thinking about calling his mom, just let him know that we I did something off the top of my head, you know. <clears throat> so. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's uh, I, I, yeah, it's, I, I've been in contact with him a couple of times, uh, you know, for for a couple of years ago. That was uh, I first met Robert out there, and um, yeah, I, I, uh, yeah, I just know that he was um, just came across as a real genuine guy, you know, a real uh, just you know nice guy and easy going and like just um you know just uh uh it's, it's just uh yeah it's just a shock I don't, I don't know what what to say uh you know um so uh you, you said you're gonna put out those audios at some point uh yeah, I'll, I have some more audio to release. There's also a really good one that we have in room two that never got edited. It needs to be in room one because it's pretty high quality stuff. Uh, we did some shows talking about the subject of what I call delusionality. <laughs> Most people are delusional. And I presented some pretty good evidence just off the top of my head that that's true. <laughs> but uh, we talked a lot about that subject. He got a big kick out of it. And when he would kind of interview me, um, it was different than everybody else. He pulled a lot of things out of me. Cause I, I just kind of get on there. I don't really prepare or anything. And, uh, it all depends who I'm interacting with. Like I, I've done a couple podcasts, uh, lately with Frank McManus, you know, uh-huh. and he, uh, he asked me a lot of questions, pulls a lot of stuff out of me. You know, I actually don't talk about these things that much in the show unless somebody asks me a question. <laughs> People like it. They think it's entertaining. <clears throat> But Java Ring was the one that linked me up with the fakeologists. Otherwise, I'd still be sitting over here in left field, maybe over there. And um, just today, there was a discussion of what we need to do to get people talking about the artificial night sky. I've got a, um, I've got a co-host. Uh, that's Miss M there. That she's uh, she's muted, you know. Okay. Uh, she can come on um, there. She's one of the. I, she'd have to be one of the. I, I call it sky gazing, and she lives in one of the perfect places in America, uh, San Diego, and she's aware away from the glare of the city. And uh, she, and this is incredible. I think she said she was out watching for ten hours, maybe like two days ago. Uh-huh. Uh, and like you know, six hours, and she she watches the sky. Um, an hour every night. She doesn't watch any television. And she's confirming that all these stars are fake. And you can see that there's, you know, false stars up there. In about five seconds after you settle your feet, you just focus on the largest object in the sky, you know, besides the moon, it's out. Mm -hmm. And you can see it wiggling around, drifting off to the left and right, and kind of bouncing up and down. I've never had anybody fail to see this since 1997. And this is really easy to see. And, um, I mean, that's pretty incredible. I, and, you know, you can also tell people that, you know, you're going to see a UFO here. 
for the first time in your life if you haven't seen one. Everybody sees it, and they're like, wow. Because it's a type of UFO, because we, we don't know what these things are. I mean, they could be, um, I don't assume that they're craft. They could be light projections, you know. But the value of all this is, um, you know, it has to be significant. It has to be important. But there's no institutions out there that are talking about it. There's it's completely nothing. Uh, there's no so official... I, I, Official word on any of that? Yeah, that's yeah, that's interesting. I, you know, I don't know. Uh, I've I've looked at the stars, slept out under the stars, and stuff like that. And um, I've 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 seen um, yeah, a lot of those shooting stars and all that. I've I've seen a lot of those, and but I've never seen anything like uh, you're describing. I don't I don't I wouldn't yeah. know. What now, what we're talking that. about is it only, once you settle your feet, it only takes about five seconds to see that the largest object up there is, is moving erratically. And uh, I don't know if this is just perception or what, but they seem to move more uh, the longer you look at them. And we've developed theories about that because they are interactive. They, uh, Emily can talk in great detail how they're interactive, and people get a little you know, spooked about that, or it, it, they can't really comprehend that kind of thing going on but what's important is to see you know it helps to have a good dark night or be up in the mountains or you know she's in san diego she can see it clearly like i said she's away from the glare of the city but it's important to see that all the the so-called stars are moving all acting radically and they all move in direct proportion to to their size you know I mean, this is devastating because, you know, I mean, they've got, they got all, they're hitting us with these chemtrails during the day. And uh, then they got the artificial night sky. And, you know, so, 24-7. And it's amazing how people don't notice this. I mean, the people that look at the chemtrails, they don't notice the artificial night sky, you know. Yeah. I and, mean, uh, what do you mean by artificial? What are you talking about as far as, like, what Well, you, the stars you are, you know, quote, unquote, fake. And we actually hold to the view that um, it would make sense if I was involved with something like this, if I had my hand on the technology, that I would actually reveal the true night sky every once in a while. It wouldn't be fake. What we're saying is that they, they've thrown up some kind of technological veil. Now, Emily actually claims to have seen this veil. And uh, she can describe it in detail. She just did that the other night. And um, people have also spotted some kind of a grid system in the sky. I don't know the validity of this kind of thing because, um, you know, it's been photographed. But you can't really prove anything with digital imagery. But, that you know, that applies for anything, you know. So it, it does mean something. And uh, But like I said, the value of this is that, um, you know, as a quote-unquote conspiracy theorist, I use it to attempt to infallibly prove that we live in a system of control, where they have the control of the information. You know, the Vatican's not standing about that this JPL. NASA is fake. All you got to do is go out there and spend about a minute, if you got a good sky, uh, to see that the small stars are moving around and ask yourself, do you think this might be important? Obviously it is. And then ask yourself, what is NASA saying about this? Absolutely nothing. Well, what do you what say, moving around? What do you mean, like, uh, moving around? Like, uh... Well, they're acting erratically. They, what they do, they drift off to the left and the right. 
and they have a kind of a tendency to bounce up and down. They also will disappear, and then sometimes they will move out of place. But over the course of the night, they all move in, in an arc, which is what you would actually expect with a star, especially according to the ancient cosmology, where they had a, um, a rotation effect on, on, with the firmament. They had a solid firmament. I mean, they have that in all the ancient cosmologies. Mm-hmm. What people are doing today is they're, <clears throat> they're deconstructing a modern heliocentric cosmology. And uh, there's so much fakery going on that people don't trust the past. So they're not really accessing these important elements of the ancient cosmology. And that's not a theory because all of the ancient cosmologies had a cosmic sea, which the Greeks called Oceanus. And there was more than one landmass. They had paradisical lands in the, in the distant east and uh, west. And they typically had two cosmic mountains like the uh, Egyptians had. I and mean, they had names for them. And they um, have this Middle Earth, which the Norsemen called Midgard, and that's what we're living on. And so um, uh, they're not even talking about this kind of thing. The only person that I've supposedly, I haven't even heard him, but I've heard somebody say that he did was Eric Dubé. You know, I don't trust him, but he at least he mentioned uh, the Cosmic Sea, you know. So in this model... It's obviously geocentric, but um, you have this vast Earth, and then you don't have any planets. They didn't believe in planets once you go once you go far back enough. Okay, depends what you call the ancient world. And uh, but see, the modern geocentrists, they still have a, a you know spherical Earth. I mean, people are converting the flat Earth view. I'm not a flat Earther, but I believe it's the curvature is slight. It could be concave or convex. And I don't think it's all that important. And um, so I'm kind of a neo-flat earther, really. But um, what people are doing is they're, um, you know, they're sticking with the spherical Earth and, you know, the planet theory, which you can't prove. It's possible to prove the existence of a planet for anybody in the public sector because you have to, you don't have the vital data to do that. Yeah. Now, I was just <laughs> um, thinking about some of this stuff. Um, because, you know, it's, it's okay, yeah, you know, it's... Um, well, yeah, a lot of questions are being raised about, okay, the nature of the reality we live in, the the earth, the, is it round? Is it flat? Um, yeah, I've, I've talked about this a couple of times about, uh, yeah, I, I don't, um, I, I don't, the, the reason, the so-called research that's out there, I don't, um, I, 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 you know, you, you look into this stuff and here's what happens to me. Um, so you're looking at, uh, okay, all these different claims about, um, you know, okay, is Earth flat? Well, why can you see this thing in the distance that you can't, uh, should be able to see according to the coverage of the Earth? But, you know, I mean, I don't see a lot of uh, real um, sound methods as far as I'm concerned. I mean, like, what are what do you do? I mean, like, where is your... Uh, in relation to the um, sea level, I mean, how high are they up or how high, what do you, you know, where are you at in relation to sea level and all this different stuff? It's like, it's like, um, it doesn't seem very sound as far as, uh, okay, how do you, where, 
how are you dealing with all the different variables that are involved in this? And then, you know, you go to somebody else's uh, channel and they got some videos up where they're uh, taking a, uh, uh, you know, a, a camera with a lens on it that's got like a, uh, uh, a zoom lens and then they're taking some uh, uh, photographs of something uh, that's at a distance that, you know, and then saying, well, you know, the curve should obstruct it by this much, but it's only obstructing it by this much. And, and it's like, well, okay, you got some obstruction there. So it, are you saying that there's no curve? And then so they have to go and invoke something called, you know, oh, it's, it's the perspective. And then all it's so, so basically saying it's an optical illusion, which like you'll hear people that are advocating the globe or saying that like there's these, um, uh, superior mirages and stuff like that. Or it's optical illusion. Sometimes you see stuff if the conditions are right. And, you know, but what you end up left with is something that's just inconclusive. It's like, okay, what, so you've both are invoking some sort of an optical illusion, which I, well, I don't know enough all about that particular subject about, you know, mirages and stuff like that to, 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 you know, hang anything on that. Or on the other hand, I don't, but what I'm, the point I'm trying to make is that like when you're, when you're looking into a lot of this stuff and you're trying to get some, like confirmation or, you know, something that's solid or conclusive. It's like, I, I, I don't really know where any of that is or who, who is out there that's really doing some, um, you know, using some, you know, solid methodology and trying to like get to the uh, bottom of, uh, the whatever issue, whatever thing they're trying to claim or trying to prove, you know, it's like, I, it's, it, it always ends up with this, um, uh, uh, more questions and answers is what I'm trying to say when I'm looking into a lot of this stuff. So, yeah, I understand that, you know, it's, it's, it's good to, to question all this stuff that we've been told. But then on the other hand, too, um, you know, you can see the moon, right, Dave? And you can see it up there in the sky. Yeah. You could take a, you could go buy a pair of binoculars or a, or, or a telescope or something and you can, look at it you can examine it and you, you know it looks for all the world like something spherical i mean wouldn't you agree yeah i don't hold to the flat disc theory i've played around yeah with it. so i mean if 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 it's you have a spherical object that's out there and you can see it clearly with your own eyes and i i don't know how oh, you yeah. debate whether or not it's uh spherical or not it's like it clearly obviously is and and then it's like okay the question is like okay so does it have rocks on the surface does it have any kind of uh material on the surface it apparently appears that way i mean there's craters on it there's different stuff there's stuff that looks like it okay so what's keeping that stuff on this the bottom so to speak of the sphere so it doesn't fall off? i mean you know what i'm saying it's like because the flat flat earth folks are going to tell you that that you know, there's no such thing as gravity. And then that's uh, yeah. if there was no we can't cling to the bottom of the ball or we'd fall off or something, you know, all, all this different stuff. So, I mean, it, it what and here's another thing, too. It's like, OK, when you observe nature that you can observe firsthand, like say you see, uh, is there anything in nature that's just um, uh, appears one way, but then is um actually not that well certainly like you could point to different you know creatures out there that are uh 
maybe like a, a walking stick or something. It looks like a stick, but it's actually an insect. Um, stuff like that. But it has a definite purpose behind it. You know what I mean? It's, there's nothing in nature that's like a mountain range that's really a hologram or shit like that. I mean, it's right. a mountain range. You can approach it, you get to it, and it's solid through and through. It's a, uh, it's, it's made up of, uh, material. It's, um, you know, why would the moon be any different? Why would the moon be a, in, in, in within creation? Why would the moon be a flipping hologram? It doesn't make any sense based on, and I'm just saying based on firsthand observable, you know, everything I've ever observed in nature in my whole life follows continuity. It follows, uh, a design pattern is, you know, there's such thing as the golden ratio that's found within nature. It follows a design pattern. Everything has like a, a purpose to it or, or something behind it. So when you go invoking like holographic, uh, celestial objects or something like that, that's, that's, that's a discontinuity there. That's a disconnect from everything that you can directly observe. But you go out and you look into the sky and say, well, that's a, some kind of a projection or some kind of an, an opt you know, uh, 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 a screen or something like that. So that's, that, that would be a total departure from observ directly observable reality. And also it, it doesn't follow an aesthetic that is, uh, is continuous. You see what I'm getting at? It's like, okay, yeah. so you have this sphere that you can directly observe, but then, that's a holograph or an illusion or something like that. That, that is totally dis, disconnected from the rest of nature and observable reality. You, you see what I'm getting at? It's like, yeah. And, and there's, there's, there's this lack of a, an aesthetic where it's like, well, you know, so the, but where if you invoke, okay, this planet we're inhabiting is a sphere and there's other spheres out there that we can observe, then, then you, you, you see, you start to grasp this cohesion, this continuity throughout not only our, of all observable nature that we can touch, taste, hear, and smell, and see, and observe directly, and the rest of observable uh, uh, reality as far as the cosmos goes, as far as like stars or planets or something like that. There's a, there's a, a continuity there. There's like an aesthetic, a, 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 con a continuum between all those things that are is, is there's cohesion to that view. Now, whether or not the earth spins around the sun or whatever, that that's a totally different question. But when, when you go into invoking some like holographic projections and, and fake stars, fake planets and all that stuff, that's, that's a total disconnect from everything else that we can directly observe. You see what I'm saying? It's like, wh why would the creator, uh, uh, make a holographic moon it, it doesn't that doesn't make any sense to me yeah. it makes a lot you more sense that the moon is a real object just like a mountain range is a real object if you got close enough to it um theoretically you could stand on the moon and walk around on it just like you can walk around on the earth that makes total sense and there's continuity in that idea there's um uh uh, uh sort of that that would make way more sense to me than the idea that, oh, when we, you get out to outer space or whatever, I don't know what is outer space or whatever, but no matter what, what, what I'm trying to say is that if you start invoking um, uh, illusions that aren't real, but they're made and designed to look and appear a certain way, that 
that to me doesn't, whether or not I have any proof of what it is or whatever, I've never been to the moon. I've never set foot on the moon. I don't, I, I certainly don't believe that, um, Apollo missions went to the moon, but does that mean that it's a, a damn holograph? No, it's like it, it, you know, it, it makes sense that it's a, it's a, it's a an object and, and that it's, it's floating through some sort of, uh, uh, either space or, or, something something's holding it there keeping it in its position in its place but it is actually it's actually a physical object and then it's it has every appearance of that based on direct observation you can i can step outside my door and i can look at it right now and that's what the appearance is so if if we start invoking holograms and, and illusions and stuff like that for stuff that's out there in the sky that's that's what I'm saying is that that's the that's a disconnect from the rest of observable reality here on the planet here on Earth mm-hmm. is what I'm saying. But with the Earth being a sphere, which I think the biggest confirmation of that is like uh, which is well established and there's um, uh, travel. I mean, tra- travel. People have been traveling, going to and fro on the Earth for centuries. Going, going on a, I was, I was in the Navy for, uh, six years and I went to, um, like Hawaii and different places and, 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 you know, people are out there on the oceans and they're sailing around, they're going here and there and they're going, um, uh, from one continent to the next. Now imagine Dave, if, if what we're told, what the map is, is completely out of line with reality. I mean, don't you think something like that would be um, just uh, just so obvious to people who are out there on the oceans or out there in planes who are out there? Wouldn't it be something that is just uh, 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 undeniably out of line with what we're always told? Okay, now, even people who believe in a uh, so-called cartography conspiracy, you know, that has to do with mapping, they are admitting that they have artificially enlarged uh, the southern hemisphere, you know, Africa and uh, South America. Uh, well, like, who, who, who did I've the, artificially who, enlarged Canada and Greenland, excuse me, and also Russia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the map is not um, accurate as far as uh, the the the. It's not even accurate if the Earth is a sphere. But see, I'm saying that people have not noticed that. It had, you had to have the internet to expose that. So there has well, been trickery going on. There's a big difference between that and the idea that we're, that the earth is on a flat plane and that Australia would be isolated on this pizza pie model or, or whatever you want to call it. Um, and that would be, that would be so blatantly obvious to anybody that's traveled there or, 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 um, you know, you have flights going there. They're, they're all congruent with, uh, the globe model of the earth. Uh, you have ships traveling there on a regular basis. You have all kinds of, um, uh, like sea lanes. You have, uh, of course, like I just mentioned, aircraft. You ha- it's like, so to invoke, this idea that 
that is totally out of line with reality to me just sounds just absolutely um unacceptable i can't accept that i i it, without there being some evidence circumstantial evidence out there that would be easily obtainable to where you have all kinds of people out there making mentions of this it would be in log books it would be on the internet it would be uh, on vacation web forums and websites it would be hey i tried to take this flight oh you know what they told me i couldn't take you know all kinds of stuff out there that you can get some kind of confirmation that the map is completely out of line with reality but i haven't seen any of this i haven't seen anybody even suggest that that information is out there and it's and it it is it, it doesn't lend it's not the same idea as saying that uh, uh apollo moon missions couldn't have been fake because everybody be talking about it it's because that you're talking about something completely different you're talking about the compartmentalized nature of the military but this this is something altogether different where you're taking something that is completely out of line with reality and you're and you're hiding it to everybody on the damn planet and that doesn't make any sense that's something totally different then as far as a conspiracy idea, I mean, th this is something completely different. And, and it's like when when I talk to people about this stuff, like all I want to talk about is the flights and the freaking shipping lanes and how that can be completely out of line with reality and that the earth is actually flat, and it, but it's not round. It's like I, I that's that's what I want to discuss. And it's like people who talk about this stuff don't want to discuss that. And it, and it really just drives me ape shit. Sorry to cuss, but it, I, I cuss because I get just fed up. And I, and I, and I'm like, I, I, I don't like these type of discussions when people are going into stuff that can't be proven. There's no way to get confirmation on it. They're not offering you anything to even hinge anything on. It's just freaking absurd, man. I mean, give me a freaking break. It's, it's just <laughs> absolutely ridiculous. Uh, it's like, I, I, it's like, man, if you got something that you know is a fact, that you know the damn earth is flat, get a ticket, get you a plane, uh, take a camera with you and document it and put it on the internet and share it with people. Quit talking about it and saying that the planes go faster or invoking all this crap that you aren't even trying to get confirmation of because that would be the biggest uh, that would be like a slam dunk home run, whatever you want to call it, field goal or whatever, uh, to confirm that theory would be to take one of these flights and to get docu get some documentation, get something that can confirm it or lend uh, and flesh it out and give it some substance. Like all this talk about all this stuff that's just, we're, we're, you know, not even addressing all the different variables and stuff like that. The light refraction, the, 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 the elevation and on and on and on the railroad tracks that have to be flat. But it's like, obviously, if you think it through, they don't. I mean, steel can bend. It can give. It can, especially like when you're talking about fractions of an inch. It's like, come on, man. You know, it's like there is no. I can go on and on. There is there is nothing that I've seen about this flat earth crap that has anything to it. It doesn't have anything to it. When you get into looking at all these claims and it's just claim after claim, they fall apart. It's just it's just it's just uh it's just come on, you know? It's like where where is everybody going with this? I I want to know 
because I, I think it's disturbing that people go off into these tangents and 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 they're talking about all this stuff and and it, it's just to me it's like spinning your wheels man it's just like spinning your wheels it's like it doesn't go anywhere and it never uh there's it it just opens up more questions than answers well i hold to the view that um <clears throat> that even if the flat earth is legitimate there's a significant amount of infiltration where they're going to steer it to a bad end to turn it into an absurdity. It's a total psyop, dude. It's totally psyop, no doubt about it. One thing we know for sure, Chris, in the 20th century, uh, you know, the social engineers, whatever you want to call them, they did not promote that that theory. I mean, you could you, you could theorize that they uh, created the flat Earth society, but they didn't promote it. You know what I mean? And Hollywood consistently portrayed uh, the Earth as a perfect sphere. Now you got to understand here. There's, I mean, there's two Wikipedia articles that um, explain that there's no scientists in, in Western society that have believed that the Earth is a perfect sphere uh, since, I think, the 17th century. It could be the 18th. It says that they believe it's an oblate spheroid. You know, it has a wider girth at the middle. But, see, Hollywood, and, and you know, there's always a, a pretty massive disconnect between uh, the academic community and basically everything else, okay? I mean, Hollywood is different because, you know, you cannot put out a, a film about UFOs without, you know, the CIA and the uh, Pentagon being involved because they're very concerned about how that kind of information uh, is portrayed to the public, okay? But Hollywood has consistently portrayed the Earth as a perfect sphere in denial of science. And... um you got to question that. Now, here's what's interesting. They just got this new movie out right now called um, <clears throat> The Gods of Egypt, and they spent a lot of money on it, and I think they're going to lose <laughs> a lot of money on it because people don't like it too much. But they actually portray the Earth uh, as being flat visually. And this is the first time I've ever heard of this. I've never heard anybody talk about it except for a, uh, another co-host of mine who actually went to see the film. Yeah, but you got to remember too that we got to think on a different level, man. Um, okay, here's here's what the so-called controllers of the powers be are excellent at. They're mm -hmm. excellent at getting you in a twist, man, in your mind, like where you don't know which way is up. That's what they're yeah, doing that's what with we all call this the stuff. Delusional and <laughs> and delusionality. They, yeah. they put this stuff out there too. To string you along, to to lead you down a certain path, and and to give you um, fuel for your confirmation bias too, and and, and I think a, a term to look up is reactants. Like re, it's it, that's something that is I think important to understand. It's that you know when you are prodded and you react, you're being controlled like a puppet on a string, and that's what. That's what these people are good at is, uh, okay, so they, they could build up within you um, an idea and then they could feed you stuff along, string you along to get you to uh, go in a certain direction in your mind. And then um, because they understand this thing called reactance where, where, where people will re re reflexively react to certain things that are, are, are put out in front of them. Um, because they understand our preconceived biases 
And, and so when we go into things like looking at stuff and we know that there's a lot of truths and stuff being hidden from us, we can be easily, we can be easily led and directed in a certain direction, you know, like with this, you know, like where you're talking about stuff that's in movies, stuff that's being put out there, stuff that maybe like a comment that like Neil deGrasse Tyson will say, or the way that he's, um, defending the, the globe earth model with, like these um, just appealing to authority and, and not even uh, giving anybody anything that's really uh, solid as far as, you know, and that, and I see all this is because it's going, you know, this thing is going pretty mainstream as far as now it's being addressed by, by people like him, by, by these different uh, news media outlets and stuff like that. And they're, and they're putting Obama out these is articles, Obama, and it's yeah, like I'm, I'm seeing this as like master manipulators, dude. They're master manipulators, and they know that we're looking at this stuff, and they put this crap out there to string us along, dude. There's no doubt about it. Master manipulation, dude. It's like it's that's what they excel at, obviously, because look at what people do in their daily lives, man. They don't even live. They're like damn machines on a damn yeah, program. biological robots. Yes, absolutely. So it's like, yeah, you got to be, you got to be, uh, the Bible says, uh, wise as serpents and harmless as doves. Man, you got to be wiser than the serpent. You got to be wise as a serpent. It's like, we're not wise as serpents. You know, it's like, we're, we're, we, you know, it's, 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 it's that, that means something that it's like, it, you know, the, it says the serpent was subtle. It is any beast in the field. Subtle, man. It's subtlety. It's, uh, you know, it's like, it, it's, it's not going to be trumpeted out. It's going to be these subtle little hints, little clues, little things, the little breadcrumbs to lead you down a certain path. That's how this stuff works. It's like, um, I think it's flat earth thing is like, it's perfect. It's perfect. It's a perfect, um, construct to totally discredit anybody that's out there, you know, talking about the stuff we talk about, questioning reality, questioning the media. And and they don't want us talking about this stuff because you can make an excellent case, man, that we live in this like um sort of like a, a Truman show reality. But when I say that, I'm not invoking some like we're living in some art you know, artificial construct with like a like inside of a uh, a concealed dome or something like that where everybody around but around you as actors but it is it that analogy is fitting in a certain way but it only goes so far like when we start going and we take it in directions that are um where where we start invoking the moon as a hologram and stuff like that we're 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 you going you're going so far off track going so far off and and like i said before it doesn't got nothing to do with nasa or what they're telling us the moon is or not but what is in our observable reality as far as um, the continuity of nature itself? Now, now people are departing from that. And that's like crazy. That's like you're going into freaking la la land, dude. Just like way out there into it. And, and that's what I see is like disturbing. It's like, oh yeah, man, they've, they've, they've taken certain people in a certain direction. And now they're talking about this stuff that is just absolutely wild and out there. And that's like, man, that's perfect for totally discrediting 
a group. And so now, now I'm getting all this, these comments from people. Oh, you're a flat earther, ain't you? Oh, you're a, which I don't care, you know, to be called names. And that's not the point. It's not that I'm afraid of being called names. I, I get called names all the time and I'm used to it. I don't care, but it's like, um, I, I see this whole psyop, this whole, this whole agenda just, just really taking hold and, and, and now it's it's to the point where 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 people are just willing to start invoking holograms to start you know invoking stuff that is just is so far out there that nobody would ever take you seriously talking about this stuff and let's just say for instance that maybe that's true it, it, you know even if it's true it's like uh the the moon's hologram or something like that like it, that would It'd be like at that point, all bets are off. It's just absolutely everything is just kind of like, um, <laughs> just one big optical illusion. It's like, what, what else is a hologram? Oh, uh, yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's like, okay, so this is completely out of line with observable reality, but then we got all these people wanting to take us there. And I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go there, man. I'm just not gonna go there. I don't have a reason to. Like I, like I said, I looked into this stuff. I've looked into it, uh, far enough for me, for me to get to the point where it's like, yeah, it doesn't, there is nothing that I've ran across so far that is some good solid confirmation that is want the, where I want to like can, can latch onto it or, or, or sign off on it or whatever for myself. Because when you go into really going into some thinking about it or, or really want to like, okay, you have to incorporate all the different, uh, little variables that are, that apply to whatever you're talking about. And when you don't do that and you, and, and you ignore flights, that are available on the internet to purchase. Uh, man, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. I mean, you can't do that. And but here's what I say, Chris. I, I hold to the view that you can't. In, uh, we think that we can prove a lot of things with absolute certainty in, in Western culture, where the Eastern mind is, is different. They, they have more of a uh, humble uh, approach to information. But I, I believe it's impossible for anybody in the public sector to infallibly prove, you know, with absolute certainty that the earth is, is flat because you would have to, what you're doing with whether you realize it or not, you're infallibly proving that it's not slightly convex or slightly concave. Now you don't hear these people talk about this for, for many years, the Illuminati was running, whatever you want to call them, running a, uh, a flat earth, you know, dialectic. Whereas, Painfully obvious to me that they were using the straw man of the flat earth, which is one of the greatest absurdities to the modern mind, to drive people. Well, they only have to drive them, just entrench them into uh, the spherical model. But you have to look at propaganda now, okay? Because um, I've heard you talk about a lot about evolution. And on my show, I say that you don't need to investigate evolution, as far as to prove whether it's true or false, all you have to do is have a sufficiently conspiratorial mind. Because if you have a sufficiently conspiratorial mind, and you have some kind of an awareness that we live in a system of control, which the uh, 
the fake stars up there prove because nobody's talking about it. There's no institutions. Then you can be absolutely certain that they're lying to you about evolution because that's what the institutions push, the propaganda. Well, see, the same thing is true with the heliocentric view. That can't possibly be true. It must be something else, you see. So here's what I say. I think that the flat earthers have sufficient evidence, I'm not a flat earther, okay, to prove that the earth cannot have radical curvature. And you look at the Hollywood cosmology, that's what I call it, and they did not push or promote the, the, you know, the flat earth view in the entire 20th century. There's no evidence even though I think they probably created the uh, you know, Flat Earth uh, Society. They pushed the Hollywood cosmology over and over again, and now there's a change. And this movie that just came out is very important, because it actually documents the change. As far as I know, it's the first time that they have made a change. Now, I believe that there's going to be a new influx of information. I actually believe that we entered a new age that has a watery quality to it, uh, that is making people more uh, susceptible to uh, to truth, and it's amazing, you know. Whatever you may think about, um, you know, the flat Earth phenomena, because that's what it is. You know, whether good or bad, I can't think of anything that has impressed people as quickly as that. You know, whether it's true or false, mm-hmm. because it, it basically, you know, jumped out of the box in in February of uh, of last year somewhat curiously, and it's amazing how many flat earth groups there are on Facebook and all these people talking about it, and they're just following along, see, the either-or dialect, you don't, dialectic, you don't, now, there's a third party out there, they're always going to do this, okay, and I believe that that, that's the sky-centric model, and I don't believe the truth is found in either one of them as far as absolute accuracy, that's what I think they're trying to cover up, and I think they're doing this because um, there's something cosmic that is going on, and they know it's coming. You know, this influx of truth. They're just trying to slow it down. Now, you know, a lot of your listeners um, <clears throat> uh, do not believe in the Bible and things like that. But ancient man uh, believed that time was cyclical, okay? And so, I mean, this relates to everything across the board. So if you set the Bible aside... You're not going to have a, a devolution of, of, of truth and knowledge. It's just going to deteriorate forever. Eventually, there'll be an upswing. Now, what if there, there is going to be an upswing eventually? We're not going to go down into, uh, you know, total ignorance where we know nothing anymore. Okay? Mm-hmm. Because that's um, inconsistent with reality, just like you're talking about. So eventually, there'll be an upswing. And I'm pausing the theory that Illuminati know this. And so they're doing what they can, you know, damage control. Um, to steer things a certain way. That's my theory, because why are they doing this? See, they're not doing what they did in the 20th century. They've made a change. This is very important. Because you better believe the Flat Earth Movement is highly infiltrated. I mean, see, I already knew these guys were agents before that movement came along. You know what I mean? I'm sure it was out there. It's always been there. It was there there in the 19th century. You know, this had a different name. Okay? But um, there's too many people in there that are known agents, and it's all mixed up, and there's all this infighting and arguing and debating. And it's going to be brought to a bad end. I think they're steering it, and people need to realize that. You know, look around and use some common sense, because um, 
In order for propaganda to be effective, it has to be simple. So the Illuminati, they're all about efficiency. They follow the same efficient methods century after century. Now, this is good as far as, you know, statistical uh, success for them. The problem is, for those who are critically thinking and, in, you know, the uh, decipher propaganda, it's obvious what they're doing because they leave behind discernible, redundant patterns all through history. And I'm telling you, they're up to the same old games, but they've made a little change because they felt they needed to. And we need to realize that. There's something up with all there's something up with this. And people realize that, but they're not they haven't quite figured out. You know, you got the simple solution. The flat earth is true. The spherical earth is a lie. That's the simple solution. It's more complex than that. You know what I mean? So what I do is I look at propaganda, that's their handiwork, and you can determine certain things by examining that. So I think it's all to distract and to divert people away from the stuff that we typically discuss a lot, which is the 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 fake media and the control grid, the control system. And now we're off on to talking about whether or not the earth is a pancake or it's a sphere. And, um, then the, then you, you know, you get this heated debates between people and then you get these, uh, rifts that are created and people go into different camps. Uh, oh, am I a concave earther, a flat earther, or a, a ball earther or, uh, you know, and then I said, of course, divide and conquer strategy at work, obviously. And, um, you got all of the, these different, uh, YouTubers that have kind of miraculously appeared upon the scene that are, you know, flat earth, uh, authorities of sorts that give you all the information that you're supposed to look at and examine. And that just a sudden appearance on the scene, and that yeah, it happened just, too quickly, Chris. It's artificial. They were ready totally to go. artificial, no doubt about it. I mean, I'm not totally, uh, I'm not a total retard. They did the same thing with Sandy Hook with all these sock puppet accounts that came out of nowhere with that. that totally ex- exploded after Sandy Hook. You had yep. Dallas Goldbugs popped up on the scene saying that everybody is an actor and they play like. Uh, 17 different roles as uh, Sarah Palin is uh, actually truly um, the governor of our, uh, of um, Alaska and she's uh, the truther girl and she's on YouTube and she's on it's like yeah just la la land dude just total um, it's called po- what do they call it in the CIA parlance is poisoning the well yeah, so they take and the information using, uh, and, they, and then they they take it and steer it into these obscene directions where you know uh, people look at this stuff that have any kind of um, uh, uh, any kind of sensibility about them, and they totally reject it because it's just off the wall. Jimmy Carter is JFK. All this other Ahmadinejad is the Fonz. All this other just absolutely ridiculous crap. And, um, but, you know, I mean, we've been talking about that from day one on this call. That's okay. That's a, that guy's an operative of some sort. 
um, whether he's wittingly or unwittingly, he certainly doesn't want to talk to me. He doesn't want to talk to people on this call. I'm not going to contact him, but it's like, yeah, okay. Why doesn't he want to, why doesn't he want to talk his, um, all about all his, you know, revelations and stuff on a hoaxbusters call? He doesn't want to do it. Um, I, I, you know, I haven't reached out to flat earth people. They certainly haven't reached out to me. They don't want to come on a hoaxbusters call. It's like, well, you know, well, why is that? You know, it's like, is it's because I might ask some pointed questions about it. You know, it's like, um, no, I mean, it, it, it's like, man, you know, I, I, I've been doing this like what for golly, four years or something like that more. And, um, yeah, it's like, well, you know, I, I get some, I get some downloads and stuff on the podcast. I, I'm not totally inconsequential in all of this. So like, why is it that like nobody, nobody, uh, wants to, come on here as an authority on some flat earth stuff and talk about it. And, you know, it's like, okay, granted, I, I haven't reached out to people to try to get them to come on. I haven't put forth the effort. I, I just, you know, I don't, um, um, I, I used to do that a while back where I contact different YouTubers and people and, uh, and not get any response back from people. And it's like, well, I, I don't know what's going on there. And I don't really care. I just want to, you know, I really um, want to to put out, you know, my thoughts and the people who call want to call in. They want to call in and I let people talk. And and I like I like sharing ideas with people that are uh, open minded and willing to discuss things reasonably. But, you know, when uh, I, I, I run into this stuff out there. To me, I mean, it, 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 you know, the sudden appearance on the scene of this interest in all this arcane, you know, science stuff is a red flag to me because I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't feel that over on this end. When I start going to evolution theory and stuff like that, or put out a put out a video about atheism and the logical fallacies involved, um, what does it get? It gets a couple of thousand views. I got other stuff on there on my YouTube channel that's got hundreds of thousands of views. And it's like, yeah, apparently there's not that much interest in, in any kind of thing that's touching on any kind of arcane science -y stuff. But Flat Earth, yeah, people are all on this like a, like a, a, not to give any kind of metaphor or whatever, but you know, it's just people are all over this thing, you know, like what it was, uh, watching some, uh, that Pat Patricia Steer uh, lady talk about flat earth. And then she mentions, Oh, I got 200 people on the uh, video conference thing right now. It's like 200 people. Where did the hell you get 200 people on a, on a thing like that? It's like, yeah, wh wh what is this going on? Like the, the people, people appear on the scene and they got like all this, all this interest in this subject that's touching on all these um, kind of uh, kind of technical kind of science, you know, involved lots of variables, lots of complexity involved into it, like intricacies and stuff like that. And people are all into this. It, it doesn't make sense to me, Dave. It just doesn't. Uh, you yeah, know, there's something I, up. Uh, I said a number of times on the sh on my show that uh, the number one uh, method they use to conceal the truth historically is guilt by association. And one of the things there's different varieties of that method, but they will put the truth in an absurd context 
that people will immediately reject because they have an either-or mentality. That's the way the human mind works. I mean, my mind works that. Everybody's mind works that way. We tend to think that way. Well, and, and this, so, uh, you, this social network crap, of course, they gave it to people as a control mechanism. And you could, it's, it's like now people are griping, complaining that it's, it's rigged. Twitter is rigged. And it's like, of course it's rigged. Yeah. Of course it's rigged. All computers what do you think? Are you think you're just going to have this Excellent. stuff and then people like, um, gain followers and have like this big megaphone out there that you can like Twitter out and get reach, you know, 5,000 people? Shoot. No, man. That's not going to happen. It's like YouTube is so it's so flagrantly rigged, dude. It's a total joke on the subscriptions and the and the thing. It's like so, yeah. When you have like somebody like these people appear on the scene, and they got what two hundred thousand subscribers all of a sudden, and they got uh, somebody was talking about a video that was put out by a flat earther and got like four million views in two days. I mean, that is just totally. Uh, I think those, those numbers are artificially elevated. Absolutely there to artificially. It's, it's a form of advertising. It's to, totally to, gamed. And, and that's and what they contrived. were doing with Sandy Hook on YouTube as well. So obvious, though. It's like, get, just get out of here with that. It's just so obvious that this stuff is just so rigged to the nth degree. And and it's it's like, okay, I've had a YouTube channel up since 2006. And I don't even have 2,000 subscribers. And it's like, am I whining and bitching about it? No, I don't even bring it up. Cause it's like, obviously freaking rigged. I could get two, I could get more than 2,000 subscribers just from spam. The sub for sub bullcrap that's on YouTube. I should have over 2,000 subscribers by now just from, just from the spam bots that sub- sub- subscribe to get subscriptions. It's, that's ridiculous. It's, 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 but I have like, uh, okay, then my view counts on my videos are like in the hundreds of thousands on some of them. So it's like, uh, but I have like virtually no subscribers. But then like somebody magically appears on the scene talking about stuff that involves some pretty arcane stuff about uh, the, the the globe and the and the flat the earth is really flat. And it's like, oh, their their YouTube channel just freaking just explodes, blows off the hinges. And they got all these hundreds of thousands of subscribers and all this stuff. And it's so it it's obviously gamed. It's obviously rigged. I mean, that 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 doesn't have any kind of indication of anything that's a naturally occurring thing out there. It's just to me, it's just so outrageously obvious that this this whole thing is 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 put out there to discredit. Um, so-called conspiracy theorists to 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 associate us in with this flat earth thing to to make a laughing stock and a joke at everybody that questions the government questions authority it's just so obvious man i mean i i, I don't know how people more people don't see the obvious nature of this freaking psyop it's a damn psyop it's like you we talk psyops and we talk we talk about how this stuff works but you, nobody's learning nothing from this. It's like shit. What's the point then? But you know, uh, uh, so I just got through saying that the thing's rigged. That's why it doesn't bother me. It's like they're putting this out here as damage control. They're they're obviously concerned with what we're talking about. Oh, let's let's 
that's why I titled that one call Operation Flat Earth. That's what it is. It's Operation Flat Earth. They want to, they want to now discredit, discredit people. And, uh, they're doing a fairly good job, but, uh, uh, not on Hoaxbusters call. They've, it's a big fat fail, uh, epic fail or whatever you want to call it. Cause I'm not, I'm not buying it. I just not buying it. I'm not going down that road. I don't, I, I don't, uh, talk about it much until people come on the call and bring it up. Uh, I, I, I have, okay. Let's say hypothetically, the earth is really flat. What is the hurry to even jump on board with something like that? It's like, oh, okay, well, I'll look at it and I'll take my sweet time delving into the minutia when I get ready, when I feel like it. But you know, in the meantime, there's all this. I was going to talk a bit about um, Gabriel Giffords, the whole thing with the, the fake shooting. I noticed there's no videos on YouTube that uh, delve into the uh, obvious, whether you want to call it predictive programming or prescripting or what, that was in the Grey's Anatomy episode where they 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 touched on so many things in there. And when I got to looking at it, I went and purchased the view, uh, purchased the, um, the episode on Amazon and I watched it and I watched the, some of the Giffords reporting. And it was like, I was just, I, I talked about this before and I were already aware of it, but it still blew me away. It was like, Oh my gosh, how many parallels between these two things? And, and, and I wanted to talk about that. And, um, I'm working on a video to post on YouTube that'll probably get what 1500 views or whatever, but I don't care because I think it's important to discuss this stuff because this stuff can be proven beyond any reasonable doubt. The circumstantial evidence is overwhelming. Uh, flat earth, no. It's like, it's just conjecture. Uh, it's, it's, it's just, um, People talking off the cuff, people talking about stuff they have no clue what they're talking about, people talking about physics, they have no fucking clue what physics even, it's like, yeah, it's just, it's just, wow. You know, it's like, it's just, uh, I don't know, it's just really obvious to me, it's just painfully obvious to me, but I, I don't, I, what I, and, and I get emails from people, and it's like, they get it. They get it. So that's why I keep going. That's why, you know, I keep encouraged and, and keep wanting to do this because I know people get it. I know they know that's a psyop. And mm -hmm. that's the, that's the feedback I'm getting. I'm not getting people, uh, emailing me mad at me because I'm not jumping on the flat earth bandwagon or stuff. I get people saying, man, I'm glad you are, are taking this position. I'm thinking the same thing. You know, a, a guy just emailed me about, I, you know, I've taken flights all over the world. I've been to all these different places and yeah, you're right. The flights and stuff. And they're all, they all align with what the map says and the globe idea. And it's like, you know, and there's all these people out there too that have traveled, have, you know, whether it's related to their job or whatever, but they know that there's these flights. And then, so they, they hear us talk about this stuff and it's like, you got people coming out saying that the, the flights go faster. Uh, if you're going, it's like, come on. It's they try to you. use, uh, the flight patterns to prove the flat earth. They say it's, um, one of the best proofs out there. And they also say that there's a, 
uh, you know, a conspiracy with all uh, the global positioning uh, technology too, which I, I believe there is because it's not compatible with. Um, I don't believe the Earth is a sphere, so they're going to have to lie. So who's about claiming that. that the flights are proof of flat Earth? Um, Ab has posted a lot of stuff like that. Do you ever subscribe to his emails? I do, and he'll he'll have stuff in there uh, every once in a while. I can't refute it myself. So, I mean, but how? Um, you know, I wish Frank was on here. He's tw- he's talking, he's working right now. Do you know anything about that, Emily? Yeah, I mean, I'm a hi, everybody. My name's Emily. Um, yeah, I'm not, uh, hey, as far as the flat Earth thing, I'm not I'm not a big flat Earther. Actually, I didn't even know there was a um, <laughs> flat Earth conspiracy um, until about a year ago or maybe eight months ago. Right. I'm not a person that does the YouTube, um, and I don't do um, any of the internet research as well. My research is done off of observation and time um, and patterns. So through through these, you know, through these applications, you know, you end up putting in, you know, a couple years worth of just observing. And the reason why you observe, it could be many reasons. Because for me, you know, I've been watching the sky since I was a child. So I wanted to observe the sky. So um, anyways, but as far as the flat earth goes, it's curvature. Um, and so, like, when they're doing the railroads and, and they're doing the tunnels and they're, and everything, you know, it needs to be fractured in with a curvature because supposedly, you know, it curves every um, mile. I think it's like eight centimeters or something every mile. And you're supposed to see this difference. It's supposed to be added into certain things. And um, supposedly, um, they say, you know, the engineers aren't asked to add that stuff. The flights aren't yeah, designed. Yeah, you're talking you know, about, like, yeah, I wanted to add so, something to that, what you just said. When you're talking about these big engineering projects, um, I know I know I know people that have worked in construction. My neighbor, you know, I've um uh, I've, I've talked to I've talked to him a lot. He knows a lot about construction. He worked construction for like twenty something years, probably more than that, I don't know, probably closer to thirty years as a construction worker. And like, you know, I would ask him a lot of questions because I was doing my own work on my house here and uh like, you know, he's told me like, um, yeah, you know, you, you, you know, like, um, when you're working on something, just remember like what you can cover up with trim. And I said, well, yeah, yeah, all right. So like, this is like, cause I would be all uptight about being off of, uh, you know, half an inch or something on my framing or whatever. He says, no, you don't even worry about that. You're going to cover that up with trim. You, you shim it out. You, you, you get everything, uh, what he would call it furred out. Where everything is 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 square, you know, it's level. It's it's you know, um, he was talking. He was telling me about a bank he worked at one time uh, on a construction project, and he said they were off by like a, a couple of inches or something. Like we're like they had run some. Uh, Oh, not my framing. family. I have a family full of framers. Yeah, and he said he said that 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 they it happens all the time, is especially when they're trying yeah, to I speed along. Can. They're trying to they're trying to meet deadlines and stuff like that. I said you cover up a trim, nobody notices it that it's off. Well, so when you're talking easy, about these you know, massive construction projects and you're talking that, about eight inches per mile and stuff, that's like not even significant. It's it's like you're going to be off way more than that on something like a. Well, the argument is that they, they say it's very significant. The engineers, okay, and they they say it's very significant and odd, and that's their argument. So, like I said, I'm not even a flat earther. I didn't even know it existed. 
um, whoever jumps on any bandwagon <laughs> is ridiculous because uh, we can all be explorers. All we have to do is put our, you know, our uh, electronics down and go outside and take a look and open our eyes, and we can all learn all of these things. I'm not talking about, you know, uh, the, the flat Earth. I'm just talking about we can discover things, or we can observe things, and we can see how our world works. It's right in front of you. So the question is, is why, you know, why do people jump on the bandwagon? Um, and why do some people, um, you know, uh, I, it's just whoever jumps on a bandwagon is a person who needs answers to things and is a person who, you know, has no interest to spend the time to observe their world, has absolutely no interest in that because they just want the answer because they want to, what they have interest in is appearing intelligent. So they don't want to put in the actual time and they just want the answer. So anybody who does the research, you know, on the internet and on YouTube, um, I can't imagine anybody who would do that could even have a comment if they're not putting in the actual significant uh, field hours. I mean, hours and hours and hours, like dedicating some serious time to notice some serious changes, like how your sun comes up in the morning. How does how does the moon come up? How does the sun go down? I'm sure we've watched the sun set, you know, most of us. But uh, what about all those things for hundreds of days, noticing patterns? Noticing developments, noticing things that are catching your attention that you would never expect because why would you? You're just observing. See, if you go and you're on YouTube and then you have that, you have, you know, this uh, preliminary idea, you're going to be influenced. I didn't allow that. I mean, I had no interest in that. I've never really had an interest in television. That goes because uh, I wasn't actually able or allowed to watch television until I was about 10 years old. Every once in a while, I watched a television show or two at Grandma's house, but uh, I spent my life um, living it, you know, just trying to be, you know, with this world of ours instead of being in a, you know, structured home with no fresh air ventilation. I mean, <laughs> just so everybody has these ideas of how these people do research, but nobody, everybody's talking about it, but who's doing it? Who's doing it? How does anybody know what they're saying? How can you um. know yeah, I don't know. You, know, you don't need a fancy is... telescope. You know, you don't need a fancy telescope to see a moon. And then 30 minutes later, it's completely shifted across the sky or it's gone. Yeah, Yeah, and there's a real one. There's a real one, people. Calm down. Yeah, it's okay. There's a real, there's a real one. one. And it's not that it, this is a big, bad, scary thing. Um, we already know that this technology exists. They use it for entertainment in other countries. It's very so simple. So you've uh, videotaped this? I mean... Recorded yeah, on actually, a camera. I do have some footage. I do have some footage. Um, I have an iPhone, so can you imagine the foot? Try to go outside and take a picture of a star and see if it turns out. So I actually have footage on an iPhone um, outside. But you know what? Um, the thing is, is what we're really talking about here is, you know, what, what are you going to do? Are you the person who either jumps on the bandwagon or are you the one that says it's not possible because all they do is watch propaganda YouTubes? Well, what about the middle position? We have to remember that it's not just one side or the other. We don't have to have an answer, people. We can have an open mind, and we can say, wait a minute, you know, something, you know, something feels great about being outside. I'm going to spend more time out here. Or something doesn't feel right about this situation. I'm going to investigate. We can do those things. We can explore, you know. But if we just sit here and, you know, <laughs> have these opinions on how people research, then who's really the one, you know, 
taking that explorer out of, of people. Who's really the one, you know, I mean, it, this isn't an argument. All it is is a discussion, and, you know, it's not just A or B. You know, we have the whole al- alphabet of choices here. We really okay, do. Okay, I got have, have- uh, other callers that I just unmuted. I got Paul on the line, too, so... Um- yeah, let's hear somebody else chime in. Let's have a uh, free-range, free-for-all. Uh, okay, I got something to say. All right. Yeah, just just chime in. Just try to just, you know, if you have to interrupt somebody, interrupt somebody. I don't, you know, it's like, you know, if, if somebody is, because, um, you know, we got different callers on here and want everybody to have a chance to chime in. Okay. Well, I mean, the, the main thing that I'm interested in and what uh, Emily has to say, um, that, that, right, Emily? Is that, that that's right? And um, is is what you're saying that the stars shift? What exact? I I, I'm, I don't know if I got the exact like measurable um, observation. And I want to say I really respect because I'm I'm interested in astrology. And um, I really respect uh, uh, people who who go out and really do spend time, you know, looking at the at the sky. Uh, it, it's a discipline in itself. And like you say, I, I think that's a good point. You know, you do have to put in the hours. And, you know, I can't say that I spent, you know, like a, a significant time, you know, really like watching the sunset, watching the the, the star. And I, but I but because of my study of of uh astrology and the um uh, you know the relation of astronomy to astrology um you know i really do respect uh, that uh discipline but um so just I, i'm not sure that i was like really clear about like this you're saying the stars shift position is that right okay so um you know just to give you an idea of this um within the last few nights um i had a little bit of time open and I couldn't pull myself away from my balcony. I live in uh, Southern California, and I actually live on the outskirts of a, a very populated county, but I'm on the outskirts. I literally have, like, two homes behind me, um, and then it goes for um, several couple dozen miles straight of uh, land. Anyway, so uh, I've put in two 10-hour nights and then also two six-hour nights just in the last four days alone. Um, so... The, the, the idea is what I've seen, but my uh, my idea is really quite open. Um, there could be several different fake skies. I'm not saying that there's one that everybody in Australia will have at the same time as everybody in Florida. Okay, there can be several different ones, and they can be different shapes and sizes. Um, so what happens is you start you start noticing patterns, you know, after a while, after a long time of just feeling great about being outside at night and it's so great you have your blankies out on the balcony and it's just hanging out and, you know, it's just great. So you start noticing some weird things that start to happen and you start noticing them in your peripheral vision and you start looking and you're like, oh, geez, you know, what's going on? You know, well, after a few months of doing that, you start to really say, you know what? Gosh darn it, I have a say in this too because I know when something just doesn't make sense or this this super bright light, it shouldn't have just flashed, you know, or whatever. And it could be hundreds of different possibilities. I have all this documented. I mean, I have I have enough uh, information on this. I could talk for two years. I mean, just, I could talk every every night for three hours a night. So you, tell you you're, something, so you're tell you something the, new. 
you're saying that the night sky is not the result of the absence of the sun? Oh, I don't have any. Um, I absolutely stand to no position. I just know that we have a fake sky, ladies and gentlemen. We have a fake sky. And on any given night, it may or may not be in your neighborhood. For me, it's been in my neighborhood for um, a good, like, the last three months straight. Now, that doesn't mean there's not a part of the real sky either, because there is. You have to know how this thing works. And in order to know how it works, what happens is, so I spent the first two years documenting all of these movements, shapes, sizes, lights, patterns, designs, constellations. I mean, the first thing I would encourage anybody to do is check up on your constellations and uh, check check what they say that you should be seeing this time of year or in this hemisphere and look at what they look like, you know, and then see what you have up in the sky. You can do that right now. Let's see how many people actually do that tonight. So you can start there. That actually took me about a year and a half before I came up with that idea. Because I was doing so many other things, including a lot of ground observations, because there's some activity um, that is has a relationship with the sky. Well, doesn't there's, doesn't God say you can't even count the stars? So what makes you think that men have actually can predict? They can predict some of the stars, but they can't. They're still discovering stars today. Okay, but, so, how, uh, so what, but are you, how, what are you saying is moving versus what isn't moving? Well, can I say something real quick? The word veil. Think about that really? word, the word veil. Yes, yeah, go ahead, Dave. What we're saying is that there's a technological veil there. I mean, there's different uh, there's different versions of this, but that's the basic thing. And now, the, uh, they have actually admitted, the military, that they have the ability. I've actually heard this on Coast to Coast AM. I don't think it's fake. Uh, Art Bell was reading a report, this is back in the mid-90s, and uh, that they have admitted they could create an artificial night sky. And, you know, and if you're sufficiently conspiratorial, you're going to, well, if they have the ability to do it, you would think they would, they would do it. And there's no way that you can fallibly prove that they didn't do it for one night. So you can't, you can't prove that, that this has not happened. It's impossible. Okay? But the easiest way to figure out what's going on is to is to realize that there is a quote-unquote moon up there, and again, we're saying that there's a legitimate moon because we're traditionalists, okay, because people believe in the moon in the ancient world, but there is a moon up there that is highly irregular. It's virtually impossible to reconcile that with the normal natural movements of the moon, and so now we know for certain, because of its extreme irregularity, that there is a, a fake celestial object in the sky. So now it's not in the absolute position anymore. So, so now we know there's fakery up there. How much fakery is going on? So let's just go along with that. What does that mean? What is the what is the conclusion of the matter? It's it's irrelevant. Uh, if you're saying it's a veil or it's fake or whatever, that's irrelevant if it has no purpose. Like, what would be the purpose? Is it uh, they're they're make people, the reason that they lie as much as they do is is to make people as, as delusional as possible. This is the way of the engineer. Do they? I mean, like, who is out there, like, laying under the stars looking at the stars in our modern culture, our modern society? It's not, not a, not something that people do, uh, certainly not on a regular basis. So if they went through all the trouble to fake a night sky, they're certainly not going to get much return off of it as far as whatever they're trying to do with it. Yeah, nobody's the even, nobody even notices the yeah, uh, nobody, nobody does that. Nobody stargazes anymore. 
Yeah, nobody notices the trails either. Exactly. So who's um, looking? If nobody's looking up, what's the point in putting on a show? So whose idea that it's that it's a show for somebody looking up? Whose idea was that? Is that your idea? That's not my idea. I never had that idea. I never thought it was designed just for a show. Why would I think that? Why would I think that it was designed just for me? No, no. It's kind of like the same thing when when you buy the new light bulbs. Damon's asking you, what's the purpose of it, though? I mean, what's okay, what so you, I'm gonna what give you an example. What is your, what is your you hypothesis? Don't have to be able, you don't have to be able to discern their motive. Okay, that's, that's buy a new light bulb. When you buy a new technology light bulb, you know, one of the more expensive ones, it's hard to find. That type of light bulb is probably $15. It's going to have in the user manual, if you read it, that it actually monitors you, right? And you're going to say, oh, well, what the heck is this, you know? Uh, oh, well, monitor, who cares? I have nothing to hide. Or darn it, I want my privacy, right? So you're just, but it's kind of weird, but why, is it, why does it say that? What, what's the point if you're not, you know, always in your bedroom? See, you're asking questions that it doesn't really matter because it's, it's what's happening and you only know this if you put in the time to open your eyes and look because anybody can look. Anybody can see this for themselves. This is not something designed just for like a show to go, ha ha, we, we actually moved Orion a little to the left tonight. Ha ha, the joke's on you. Orion's changed. Ha ha. No, no, no. It's so, it's far much more advanced than that. And like I said, there's a relationship between on the ground and the sky. Now, there's all different levels. You have to remember, we have this huge, ginormous sky. It's not just like this thin little layer, and that's where um, things, so things are fairly, things are very low in the sky. I'm, I'm a little bit up a hill, and I can see the town below me, and uh, there's some super low flying crafts. And I was like, at first, you know, two years ago, I was like, geez, you know, these things, these are the drones, you know, these are drones, because in, in my area, we have thousands that could be, you know, being tested for delivery services and things like that. It's totally normal. And, uh, and, you know, but it was weird because I wasn't used to all these weird flying things. And so anyways, um, I've been through all that, you know, just with everything from the, from the ground, you know, that goes all the way up to the very high part of the sky. You know, it's the high part because, you know, sometimes right before the sun goes down, you can just like lay back on a lounge chair completely flat. You're on top of the roof uh, of your home halfway up a hill no homes behind you and it's a big open sky right and it's still really you know light blue well all of a sudden this bright light comes flying down well what the heck are you doing here this can't be a star it's, it's light out but wait you're suspending and you're just hanging out what's going on you know you're like months and months of just that that object i can tell you the whole story about him it's take about three hours but uh gonna go there right now so uh that took like several months just to just to get that information and it's I obviously had nothing to do with YouTube. Has anybody ever heard of that on YouTube? No. I'm just out there uh, observing, you know, putting the actual time. Um, so, really, anything's possible. I mean, we all know that. We all know anything's possible. And um, it doesn't mean you have to jump on any bandwagon. It doesn't mean it's the end of the world and it's the apocalypse. It just means that, you know, things might not be exactly what you insist that they are. And, uh, if you have, if you, if you want them to be that way, then don't ever, you'll never have interest in new discoveries or, you know, exploring or traveling. And then you can just keep working and being busy, keep doing that instead, and then act like you have all the answers. So that's the problem here. So I just, I just hope that, um, you know, this is, this is, uh, this is remarkable. That's the word. So if, you go, so if you go to the internet, you can go to the Naval Astronomical Application, type in dates, you can predict stars. So you're saying that that this software has modeled a fake night sky? Absolutely. 
And so, no, it doesn't match up. We can know it that without. Match up. We can know that. The problem without is food. it does not match up. Okay, we can the know that with absolute So does Polaris move? You're like, like for instance, I'll see many of the constellations supposedly we shouldn't be seeing, or all of them together in these double patterns. Like it's ridiculous. It really is. I'm like, I told them one time, I'm like, really, you're gonna set up shop right now? It's full light out, really. In order, don't care. The light's dropping now. What happened to the real nice guy? Oh, it's still there. They didn't take it away, you guys. Ah, it's, it's, behind, it. it's, okay. it's behind yeah. the... It's behind the... It's right above it. It's just right Planetarium above it. that's installed over the Earth? Is it like a... No, you're no, talking no, no, about no. the firmament. Holographic technology can be done on any surface. Any surface. So this um, this was really a sequel to Observing the Chemtrails, and everybody says, Star Contrails. And then, you know, I got the great video of the three ginormous X's above. Um, I mean, what, uh, very, you have like a doc, you have like, pointing, like when you say that there's this holographic technology that exists, like where, yeah. where did you draw this conclusion from? Is it some sort well, of documentation other, that you countries, uh, got from the yeah. uh, uh, government websites or? Well, there's companies you can actually go to right now over in Asia and you can actually they'll put on a show for you. So you go down, and it's like you go down and you go and you're in this little uh, theater area and they'll just play the show. I mean, there are, this is stuff that science already says is out there, you guys. It's been out here. We've already uh, gone. Yeah, I've seen the, the um, light shows and the stuff that, yeah, I mean, yeah, you can pull that up on YouTube a, where they just, make a dragon look like it's dancing show. around in the water and yeah. stuff like that. It's much but, more than you know, a light show. And they're all busy doing jobs throughout the whole night and, um, you know, uh, it's it's remarkable. Um, but, you know, if you have all the answers, and st- not that you guys, I'm not saying anybody does, but if you go into something saying, oh, I found this earth, this, this stuff on the internet, and I, oh my God, this, I felt like the earth was flat. I was going to tell them I told you so, you know? Like, you feel like you're getting into it. It's not supposed to be like that. That's not how you, that's not how you're supposed to be doing things. It's, you know, this, this, <laughs> you've already been like programmed basically in your own way, you know, that in a mild way, of course, but you know, you already have this, this intention of what you're trying to find. I, you know, when you go into something and you don't, you're just, you're just being, you know, if people just could just be a little bit. They'd understand this a little bit more, you know, just, just be, just let your. Okay. We'll let this MB for a minute on pause, but yeah, I just wanted to get somebody else's. Um, yeah. Thanks for the call. Miss M. But, uh, yeah, I just want to see what, um, yeah, I, you know, I, I get this a lot where, you know, people are on the call and they're putting out information, but, you know, there's like a good questions that get brought up and then it's kind of like avoiding the question and then proceeding forward with making a case for whatever it is, you know, and, um, I, I think, you know, like the, as far as this format goes, I mean, I'll have to, take time out and explain it is that you know if you if you're coming on and you're trying to you know put forward an idea and then somebody has a question for you then like address the question you know uh that that would be like really helpful and not to be you know smarmy or whatever but um i think it's important to understand that as far as you know just conversations go in general you know and, uh, yeah, that would be great. But, uh, yeah, I haven't talked to Damon in a while, so how's it going, man? Man, been busy. I got out too many projects. And I've been listening to your podcast, and I heard the honorable mention, like, uh, what happened to me. And I thought, oh, man, I better call in. 
Hey, funny thing is, I was in San Diego the same time you were. I had no idea you were over there. Oh, so, really? Yeah. What were you doing in San Diego? I went and watched <laughs> a buddy of mine get married for the first time. So uh, I, I grew up with his family, and like his whole family is just blown away that, that me and my wife flew down there to see him. So, But, uh, man, that place, uh, I was expecting something totally different. You know, I I usually don't, like, look down on homeless people or anything, but man, there was so much riffraff. I mean, just everywhere. I mean, but then I got to thinking, you know, with the big VA hospital there, I talked to some of the local people like about what was going on around there. And they're saying, yeah, the big VA hospital is here. And if you're going to be homeless, you know, where else, what better place to be homeless than in uh, San Diego, you know? And I thought, well, yeah, that's a, that's a good point. I guess if I'm ever homeless, I'm going to San Diego too. It's pretty nice over there. So, I told you uh, about that time I uh, slept outside. I was I was there. What I, how did I? Oh, I think when I hitchhiked in, I was um, I ended up downtown, and it was kind of. I think I got in there. It was kind of getting like later in the evening. I was gonna have my buddy maybe pick me up, and it's like, oh, she's gonna. Drive. He's got had a, like a ways to drive to get down there. So I said, oh, I'll just get in touch with him in the morning. So I said, well, what do I do? Get a hotel. So I checked out a couple of places and like, of course, it's outrageously expensive. And I didn't want to fork out that kind of money. And it's like, I had my backpack and my sleeping bag. So it was like, yeah, I was walking down by the pier and, uh, the, uh, where they have all the boats parked and all that. And I was like, <laughs> oh, what am I going to do here? So I, I was walking along and I see, uh, like a, like this jogging trail or whatever, like a pedestrian trail. And like it right in between it, there was like this little, uh, you know, uh, like a, some hedges and like a big, nice, uh, real comfortable looking piece of, uh, <laughs> patch of grass there. So I was like, man, I was like so tired. And I just, I just pitched my sleeping bag and just laid right down there. And like, I was like, man, I'm totally concealed right here. It's like, yeah, no wonder you see so many damn homeless people around here. It's like great. And it was like comfortable and I just like got I got had my uh had my uh canteen cup and set up around there, I had me a little snack and just laid back and just crashed right out. It was like really comfortable right there as far as a spot to you know, like like we were talking about earlier, lay out under the stars or whatever. But yeah, it's a great place to be homeless for sure if like anybody's well, looking for a spot it wasn't so much the homeless people in general but it's it's like the the ones that are really on the edge of like talk to themselves and they like uh make sure they're heard and seen and uh you know they they confront you and ask you for money and i have a high and tight crop on my head like i kept being people kept calling me jarhead you know because you know i work out stuff and uh they kept calling me jarhead i guess they thought i was marine because all the stuff around there. I mean, they were asking me for money just like nonstop. It's like, okay, this is like out of control. So, but, uh, yeah, that was a little annoying. I mean, it happened maybe 10 times, but it, you know, we were there for five days and that happens over a, a course of, you know, 10 times over the course of five days. It's like, Oh, gee whiz, man. It's like ridiculous, but a uh, nice place. But, uh, I, I don't know how I could ever afford to live there with, uh, seven children, but, uh, that's nice, you know. We went over to Coronado Island. That was that was really neat over there. It was a nice place. So, but uh, yeah, we were there five days. Went to the wedding, and uh, my wife had never been to California, so it was a uh, it was a good time for her. And we got away from the kids for a while. 
been a long time since we've done that. As a matter of fact, um, we went on Priceline, man, and we did all that for under a thousand bucks. Now that didn't count all the hidden fees for the hotel for parking, which you know they didn't tell you about, and then the hidden fees for insurance on your rent car. So it was an extra like two fifty, you know, with wow. parking and insurance on a rent car. But uh, you know, twelve hundred bucks for five days away in San Diego, airfare included. Was, uh, you and your wife went. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. that's that's not too bad. Yeah. No, that's, man, that's it was. Pretty reasonable. It was I thought it was a great deal. So hotel and flight and everything, huh? That's uh, that's not too that's not too bad at all. Yeah, that's yeah, that's that's funny. Uh, you were down there uh, earlier this month, huh? Like, uh, yeah, we were there uh, from the twenty. Uh, see, uh, uh, was that twenty to twentieth to the twenty fifth, January? 20th. Oh wow! So yeah, you were there. <laughs> that's funny. They were at the same time I was. Yeah. Yeah, we were down by the, uh, so we went to Coronado Island and we also went down to the, uh, like, there's a big, so we were stayed at the, uh, I don't know what, I guess it's a Marriott Bayside where we stayed. And uh, we got a room overlooking the bay, man, for like 89 bucks a night. It was amazing. So, but, uh, yeah, so we stayed down there and, you know, we just, we didn't have any plans. We just drove around, did some hiking. We went to SeaWorld. My wife loves SeaWorld. She used to, worked there in Ohio a long time ago, so we had to make our SeaWorld visit. Half the park was shut down while we were there, though, which is really kind of bizarre, but uh, nice place. So I was just about to confront Emily, though, and ask her and just say, hey, if the if the night sky is fake, does that mean the Lorena Bobbitt and John Bobbitt, was that a hoax? <laughs> <laughs> you remember that story? No one's, I've never heard anyone talk about that story being a hoax, but... Uh, I thought about yeah. that. Yeah, I, I remember that. Um, I, I don't know. He's par- apparently he went to go do uh, like porn after that. So, right? Yeah, like uh, it's ridiculous stuff around that. Uh, it's like, I, but then it's like, okay, did he have something happen to him that you know? And well, then, then they then they made up that story. Who knows? You know. Well, like, what made uh, me think of that was that uh, my family is having a big discussion about the presidency, and I pretty much just go passive when all that starts happening. And somebody was talking about Ben Carson was the was running for president, and he was the guy who disjoined two conjoined twins, and he did like a two day surgery. And when they said that, it reminded me of the Bobbitt potential hoax, and they said they did like a like some kind of extraordinary like 40 day surgery on them to put everything back together. <laughs> 40 I don't know. Days I, not that the two are linked, but it just made me think of that whole, like how much that was on TV for months and months and months, just on end, like her court testimony. And I mean, and then after that it was a televised over, trial, another televised trial. I can't remember. I don't remember either. I remember ago. though, seeing her, like her uh, her testifying in court and like telling her story in court on the news. I don't ever remember seeing it in an actual courtroom. But, okay, yeah, I don't know. I don't yeah, know I don't that know much about it, but I remember. Do I do remember hearing about it? Uh, yeah, everybody was talking about it, and it's just. Uh, but yeah, hoax. I wouldn't. I wouldn't doubt it, but I. I, I I think there's, uh, 
yeah, I don't, yeah, I really don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, not that it's relevant or anything, but uh, I just was thinking because I was wondering, you know, this, this Ben Carson guy who did this uh, separation of the conjoined twins and this tremendous surgery, like, was that even real? You know, because that was big in the news for a while when uh, he did that. I think they made a movie about it and a couple of movies about it, as a matter of fact. So, so he's a surgeon and he's running for president. Yeah, something like that. That's what my sister was saying. I, I really don't know anything about him, to be honest with you. I, she was saying that he was the guy who disjoined two twins in this cosmic surgery. So, <laughs> Yeah, I guess you could be a full-time surgeon and be president because, you know, like we talked about before about the presidents, how much vacation time they get. And yeah. Like Bush wasn't even around for like, what, a third of his presidency or something like that? That he was, so like, told. on vacation for, like, a third of his presidency. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, you're running a country. Yeah, so you'd be a full-time surgeon, too. Why not? Absolutely. Plenty Absolutely. of time. Plenty of off time. Plenty of slack time being president. It's like, um, yeah, so I don't follow any of that, but I get these emails from different places that I'm subscribed to. And then now they're talking about, oh, uh, like, Donald Trump is unstoppable oh yeah by the way um at hoaxbustercall.com there's a link up to the upper right in the upper right column uh media manipulation and coordination why does the news always seem to get uh mixed in with fiction and i put a i put an addition to that i'm i'm gonna work on putting more stuff to add to that because it's just never ends with this stuff but yeah i put a video about the uh uh, this may be old news to a lot of people, but yeah, that, you know, all the Simpsons predictions of stuff that comes out later, uh, and then the family guy predictions and all that, but it was a pretty good, uh, video I posted in there about, uh, the Simpsons predicting Donald Trump being president. And this was an episode that came out in like year 2000. And then, uh, the, the character Bart goes into the future uh, because he goes to see some kind of shaman or something. I don't know, ridiculous. But uh, it, he he looks into the future, and then like his sister is president, and then she's talking about how she has got to fix the country after Donald Trump got us into debt and all this stuff. And it's like, uh, yeah, obvious. Uh, yeah, whatever you call it, predictive programming or whatever. But there's so many examples of this. But I thought that was a a pretty good video. Some other stuff he touches on too. Uh, yeah, there was a episode of the Simpsons with like a, where they're showing these, uh, terrorist group, uh, with a flag, uh, that, uh, predates an act, uh, so-called actual, uh, uh, terrorist group that had the identical flag, but they predicted it in the Simpsons. It's, it's pretty, Pretty wild stuff as far as I'm concerned, and that's pretty interesting to me. All all these examples out there, when you start to go look into this stuff, it's just absolutely insane. Yeah, this is really funny. There's a video showing the Simpsons and what they drew, and Donald Trump's going down an escalator, and like somebody drops a sign. And then in the Simpsons, I don't know when this episode aired, but it's the same exact scenario. He's going down an escalator, and somebody in the Simpsons drops a sign. That's just bizarre. That is completely, that is just 
I mean, it's totally staged. I mean, it has to be. There's just no way someone was filming at that exact time. What was the that, con? What was the context? This is man. What? What? I uh, just said Simpsons predict Trump as president, and it shows the Simpsons clip. I just now watched it. It was like a minute and a half long. It shows the Simpsons. Donald Trump's going down an escalator, waving, and some ladies at the top of the escalator, like behind some glass, and drops a sign. So drops then a the sign next, down onto the escalator. No, she drops a sign behind the glass. You see the sign fall, and it rolls upside down, and like somebody's trying to pick it up. And then in real life, the same exact angle, camera angle and everything, and some lady is holding a sign, and she drops it when he passes by, just like in The Simpsons. And it says oh, Simpsons, wow. <laughs> Simpsons predicted. Now, that's just totally staged. I mean, that's just like messing with people. That's hilarious. But, you know, some yeah, even down like, to that kind of detail where, <laughs> well, I mean, that is something. Someone that, is I mean, saying it's prophet, prophetic, Chris. That's what they're saying, that this is prophetic, that the Simpsons have prophesied evil in our future. Yeah, they have some sort of uh, oh, man. Uh, view into the. Yeah, right. I mean, well, I mean, everybody's so bum, so mind bombed with. uh we kind of we, we we've went into this before. Oh, uh, with this uh, uh, talking about postmodernism, I think it's like okay, wh- what is that anyway? You know, uh, you know, it, it's it. I guess the best way to describe it is this kind of like we're okay. No objective truth, no objective reality. Kind of everything is kind of like uh, up in the air and just totally just discombobulated and 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 cocked over. The, the, talking about how, uh, oh, now invoking quantum physics and all this other stuff where the guy was, uh, what was his name? Uh, Eisenstein or something, the article about how conspiracies happen because people, uh, wish them into existence. Like they wit, they, like they, with through their mind, through our mind power, Damon, we're causing like all these synchronicities to happen, like and then swirl around an event like nine eleven or something like that. So it it gives us this, it gives it an appearance that there's all this discontinuity between the official story and the actual truth. But what you're actually observing is some disturbance in the quantum fabric or the quantum foam. Kind of like me and you being in San Diego at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Did you? Okay. Did you watch any it's movies? Pretty weird. Uh, did I, Paul? Were I, you in San uh, Diego too? Paul was there too. I was not. No, I was. <laughs> I was not in San Diego. But uh, there are strange things, strange forces that uh, human beings don't know about. I just wanted to make that point, and uh, that it's an yeah. easy. It's it's an easy thing, you know, like is the Simpsons or, you know, like uh, there are strange, you know, well, wow, isn't that weird? I'm, you know, like uh, Damon was saying, you know, isn't that weird that the people are framing it that way? Isn't it that weird that, you know, there was that Trump episode on the on the Simpsons? And uh, yeah, maybe, maybe. But then, you know, like I think that your research and, you know, like other people kind of point to, um, you know, a, a pattern of. Uh, uh, prediction that these TV shows seem to have that, uh, kind of defies, um, logic. 
So, uh, mm. yeah, just wanted to, but yeah, there you go. I mean, I was struck by that when, wow, you guys were in, like, in San Diego. I mean, that is kind of, uh, amazing. I mean, hey, Chris, yeah. did you go to the yard house while you were there? Excuse me? Did you go to the yard house while you were there? The big brewery, uh, over there? I mean, they have breweries everywhere in San Diego. I had no idea how many breweries they had down there, but, uh, or over there. Um, you talking about we beer went- by the yard? <laughs> is that what you're talking about were they on the no, big tall quite. glasses no i but, uh, I didn't go any uh establishments like that but uh, oh, okay i have been at the uh beer by the yard in old town which was uh quite uh well it it ended up in some uh shenanigans but uh I don't even go into all that. But uh that was years ago though. I don't I don't even drink oh, anymore. But uh Yeah, well, I, I do while. have a beer once in a while, but that's it. Yeah, me too. But I did have to go over there. My wife is pregnant with number eight, so we had to go somewhere with really good dessert. So we went to Yard House and they had this like molten brownie thing. Oh my gosh. I don't know how many chemicals were in it, but it tasted so good. Good lord. Was out of control. All the delicious chemicals. Oh man, it was good. But uh yeah, I think uh yeah, it's funny how what Paul's talking about, people take these messages and they interpret them uh, in a different way, and they're all just, like, totally staged and fabricated and, like, written into the story for us to accept. And, uh, yeah, sure, do they want us to think that we actually have some control over re- reality and we can cause disturbances with synchronistic, synchronistic thoughts on some particular subject and influence it? Yeah, they want us to think that we actually have a false sense of uh, power, I'm sure. And so they all want us all thinking on the same wavelength, as it were. So that's not a big surprise. I mean, they've been doing that since probably the invention of the TV and even before that. So Yeah, so with our collective brain power, we made uh, the Building 7 collapse <laughs> without being hit by a plane or anything. Um, have, yeah. you seen, have you seen a lot of these videos that have come out and talked about the... Uh, Double nine eleven. The Have double nine eleven. No. Yeah, that uh, a lot of these, like uh, it's called the McFly code, and, and I hate to even bring it up because a friend of mine is sending me these videos and telling me to check it out, and he's like, I mean, he is a YouTube junkie. I mean, he just he pro- he said he watched like twenty seven thousand videos last year on his YouTube stats, so that'll tell you. Wow. You know, he's just a YouTube junkie, freaking 27,000 videos. That's outrageous. But uh, anyway, he was sending me the stuff, and uh, people are saying that these movies decoded, a lot of the people who are decoding 9-11 in the movies aren't telling you that there's a second 9-11 coming in the movies. And oh, he, they go through the code, and uh, I think it's called the McFly code, and then there's another one. Um, yeah, so, where they're saying that there's going to be a, a, a suitcase nuke, uh, something like that. Yeah, I think I've seen that. Well, yeah, that was one of them. Yeah, that was one of the theories that was thrown out there by one of the guys. Yeah. So, but anyway, yeah, I'm not, I'm not leading, lending credence to any of that. I'm just uh, saying oh. that, yeah, it's, it's all out there for predictive programming and uh, like preparing your mind and preparing your body and spirit for that for whatever they're setting you up for. So, and oh yeah, my buddy, I mean, he's just like, he's like, I'm going to email this to Rand Paul. And <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I like, should email it to Trump. That'll get something done. 
Yeah, he, he, he'll accept the McFly code that it's real, but then he will want to email Rand Paul because Rand Paul's real and he's a people man. And uh, yeah, he's going to take care of Rand Paul. I'm serious. Yeah, he actually believes in Rand Paul. So, well, Donald yeah. Trump said he was going to tell us what happened on 9-11 when he gets elected president. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. My dad was talking about that. He's like, you know, Damon, I guess there's something to all that 9-11 stuff. Trump said there was a secret truth out there. My dad loves Donald Trump. He says, yeah, I guess there's something to all that. Trump says they're going to release some new stuff about, about 9-11. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, that'll be interesting. You know, I, I don't even try to convince my dad of anything, like, because he always says, who is they? Who are they? Who are these people you're talking about? Who are they? So I don't even, like, get into it with them anymore, but. Yeah, anyway. <clears throat> I want to know who, who the we is when t- people talk about, oh, we went to the moon or we, I don't remember going to the moon. I was an infant at the time. I, was, I don't. Maybe I went. I don't remember it. But I was a little bitty baby. They smuggled me in the car. I don't know. Did I go to the moon? Uh, we went to the moon. We really? I was like, I don't remember. Not uh, because it's easy. To it. But because it was hard. There you go. And uh, uh, yeah, we. The whoa, who's this we? That's what I want to know. <laughs> Amer- yeah. America. I played the song prior to the call. We we all live in America. It's, it's wonderful. I'm, I'm wonderful. The best part, huh? Uh, with a band that had the video with the song with they're on the they're on the moon and they're rocking out with their visors open and all that. But it's like they're showing that it's shot in a studio. So it's one of the revelation the method. Videos oh, that are out there with another band showing the moon hoax. There's another video with another popular band that um, it's the same general theme of the moon. They're rocking out on the moon stage hoax set. Interesting. Uh, what is yeah, that yeah. video? Uh, Imagine Dragons uh, something or another. Top, top of the world or something. You can look that up. Well, did you see uh, Russian Vids had an interesting video about the uh, uh, some video, some band did a video. Uh, hang on, let me see if I can find it. Amazing, mind-blowing, zero-G gravity. Uh, some band did a video in zero-G gravity in this plane and they filmed it all in one day and they had these, uh, they talked about how they did these transition sequences to make it look like all one sequence. And, uh, so this article got into how they did it. And, uh, this guy, Russian did on YouTube was saying that this is revelation of the method for how they do these ISS film, uh, where they have like 10 to 20 minutes, so-called in free space. And he was talking about the, how they can take an interview and just do these smooth transitions. And it looks like eight minutes of film and it actually took eight hours to film it like in a zero G plane. And it was really, uh, what is this again? I gotta write uh, it down. This is on YouTube, Russian Vids, and I'm trying to find the group that filmed this uh, filmed this video. Hang on a second. Exclusive inside the mind blowing OK Zero Gravity News Shooter. Yeah, I was looking into um, how they can digitally make a seamless cut edit, and apparently that's a thing, which I wouldn't, you know, I'm not shocked by that at all. But uh, yeah, they did that. Uh, 
film uh apollo 11 you know i think uh what's his name was in it um uh that famous actor uh why his name tom hanks right wasn't that apollo 13 yeah apollo 13 and they shot that all they said they shot it all in the vomit comet you know the zero g plane and it took them you know hours and hours of you know going through the uh shoot a few minutes and then reshoot it and all that but it looks like one continuous scene uh so that's that's another interesting thing that that's definitely doable yeah this uh, yeah this was filmed in the vomit comet the group's name was called uh okay go they're called okay go like o like oscar kilo and go uh go and they did a music it's called video upside down and inside out is what it's called okay go upside down inside out so wow. 58 unscheduled episodes so they did 58 shoots 58 takes and they put together a three and a half minute video from this uh 58 takes i'm just reading kind of through the article right now yeah i'll check it out planning 21 flight untold volume of regurgitated food they got exactly what they came for upside down inside out well that proves the earth is flat right (laughs) right (laughs) and that proves lorena bobbitt's a hoax i think too definitely and lorena bobbitt's a hoax yeah walking logic to work there actually this article i put in the chat Sorry, guys, this doesn't get into how they did it, but uh, I have to go find the article that tells how they did it. But uh, they used a, there was some, they, they used some special terminology that I never heard of for filmography. Like, I mean, I'm not a big film person. So, I mean, it was just kind of like, okay, well, those are some neat terms. But um, it's kind of how they did the blending, though, for the shots. I think they used, they did use that word in the article that was on uh, Russian Good Video blending or something like that. But anyway. So yeah, you should definitely throw that up in your. Uh, I get it. Throw that up. Uh, you should definitely put that up in your uh, hoaxbusters. Uh, pretty interesting article if I can find the real article here. So let me see if I can find it. But anyway. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, I'll check that out. Uh, yeah. Fifty-eight unscheduled episodes of vomiting. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're looking at the article now. Yeah, I'm just scanning oh, okay. through it. Mm. Actually, I think this is a better article here. This has, uh, yeah, this looks like it's, this, I don't know if this was an article that was in his uh, video. But anyway, it was on Russian Vids. It was one of his uh, newer ones. So but anyway, yeah, a friend of mine has me checking out Russian Vids. I never even really, I've heard of him. I've maybe seen one or two of his videos before, but uh, he wasn't like, I don't subscribe to anybody on YouTube, but um, anyway, yeah, try that. Uh, That's probably uh, good. All right, have you ran across anything, Paul? As far as uh, are you a avid YouTube viewer? Well, uh, the, I, I mean, I have never watched so much YouTube as I have uh, dealing with the uh, flat Earth business because it seems to be the most YouTube centric issue that, um, you know, in the entire, uh, 
uh, conspiracy community, if you will. Yeah, right. right. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, I watched plenty of YouTube. Uh, recently, uh, uh, trying to, uh, deal with this. And I, and I am actually, uh, familiar with, uh, Russian vids. Uh, uh, I think I first saw him. Uh, another interest of mine is, uh, uh, the Vietnam War. And, uh, I think he posted something about the Vietnam War. And then I kind of made, and then, you know, like other people in the, you know, uh, conspiracy community started talking about him. And I'm like, oh, Russian vid, Russian vids is a thing. So, uh, uh, and I wasn't aware of him until maybe, uh, whatever, two months ago. But, uh, but yeah, uh, and I don't find it a, I, I've probably said this before. I like radio and I don't really need to see things. <laughs> And uh, I don't find it a very efficient medium. Um, I, I mean, there's times when it is, you know, like in the flat earth thing, for instance, when there was that video that um, I think uh, this week in flat earth, that woman put out of the, uh, uh, the, the red boat. And there are certain videos that, you know, like, okay, you actually need to see this, but I can go to it later. Right. I don't have to like, you know, listen to, you know, what people are saying and, and watch it at the same time. I guess, you know, people, you know, you're so used to watching the TV that you just don't feel like you're doing anything unless you have a visual as well as an audio. But, um, and also another thing that's frustrating about YouTube is that, uh, uh, a lot of things, I don't like to see like a 10 minute video. And usually if it's a 10 minute video, half of it at least is some guy kind of mugging the camera. And I don't want to watch seven minutes of you mugging the camera for, uh, you, you know, a, 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 two little bits of good information. And I've just kind of noticed that as a, as a, you know, general malady of, uh, of YouTube. Um, but, you know, when somebody, I have seen a couple of things, you know, like that, you know, like where things are really well produced, but you know, like I think it takes a lot more skill and a lot more time to make a really well produced video than it does, uh, uh, you know, like a, a good podcast. Yeah. I watched a, uh, there's a, a video, uh, it's called, I think I just looked it up. The guy's name is T-Brain. And he has a time lapse video of Sun proves flat Earth, and he gets I've heard, I saw that one. Yeah, I was really kind of impressed by this video because I am like enamored with the Sun and like what's going on with it, how does it move, um, and the reason I even think it moves is just because ancient people always said it moved, and the Bible said it moved, and I wouldn't say that I accept that as a hundred percent just on face value, just by those words alone. However, based on what I observe, I believe it moves too. And this video called Time Lapse of the Sun Proves Flat Earth uh, by P-Brain, I'm only mentioning it again because it's worth a look if you're interested in how the sun sets. I mean, this video, this time lapse video really, I mean, it was in your face about how the sun moves away from you and moves towards you. And it looks like it moves up and then moves down like in a triangle and like how your perspective is set up. So he set up your perspective as 
you know, you're looking from a 90 degree angle, like a cube, like the side of a cube, which is funny because there's all kinds of references there with the cube. But, um, like a 90 degree angle forms at the perception, this, the, where your perception starts. So you have this right angle that goes out and he showed how the sun follows the angle of, follows your perception. And it was really interesting just to watch the sun in these, there's like five or six different time lapse videos. Clearly, the sun is moving away from me and moving towards me. I mean, well, I was just, the, the, I've, I've watched thing. that video about probably 10 to 15 times. I mean, and it's 20 minutes yeah. long. It's not a short one. And watching these time lapse, and then I went to uh, several websites that have a bunch of time lapses of the sun, and like, I was like, man, the sun is moving. I mean, this is, this is like irrefutable now in my mind. Now, have I watched it so much that I've like brainwashed myself? Or am I really seeing the sun moving? I mean, it was really uh, something. I, I've been wanting to set up a time lapse here at my ha- my property, but I just haven't got. I don't think I have the means to do it. I need to buy a camera, I guess, and and do that. But because um, I don't have. A time I, I, I think if we're ta- if we're talking about the same thing, that's this. I mean, what's most impressive with the video that I saw was that the sun. Um, I'm not sure what you mean by moving, but the sun. Like changes the size of the sun clearly changes. Yeah, and, absolutely. And and that's what was like. But then it's just like with all this stuff, you know. It's like once I, do I know what the effect of the atmosphere is, and this and that and the other. And you know, I'm not. You know, okay, that is that seems to be an impressive, um, you know, uh, video. But then it's just like I'm sure that. You know, there could, you know, it's also plausible that somebody could come up with uh, some kind of, uh, you know, atmospheric, uh, um, you know, solution to, to that, um, issue. So, you know, but, but yeah, I, I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. That video really kind of got my attention about how the sun moves. And I don't know. I was just, I was kind of fascinated by it. There's also some hypnotic music that I really like. I don't know which track he's using but i really did like the song he used in the background too so it made it watchable several times over and over again but uh yeah i don't know i thought it was interesting i dropped the i dropped the link in the chat um you know i'm i'm kind of like chris i just you know i'm not really settled on what's going on with flat earth but i know that uh in my heart that may sound retarded to people but i don't think it's a ball and I don't think there's any proof to show it's a complete ball. Maybe it's a half sphere or, you know. If, I, I'm, the, if the sun is going like they're talking about where you're on a on a pancake or on a pizza pie or whatever, and the, and the sun is coming overhead and then it disappears, what appears, it appears that it disappears over the horizon. So you should be able to, like, at that point, take a telescope, right? And then zoom in on it, and then it would reappear, just like I, I, they say. I think, what happens with the uh, boats disappearing? Or yeah, that's a that's a really good point. And but there's something about, and I've heard this issue um, addressed. And there's something about, um, you know, like the understanding of what perspective is and how that works. And again, it's just like I I'm not interested enough to to delve into it any further, but I know that that issue is, and that's the thing that is also the, the, you know, kind of a sticking point for me as well. It's like, well, how does that, you know, what does that mean when the sun goes, if the earth is flat, what does that mean when the sun goes over the horizon? 
Well, yeah, and, that's where right. like, um, well, I mean, this is a good example of where I always end up on this um, investigation into this for myself. It's that, yeah, you get to this. Okay. You start asking questions. Okay. Like I just asked, like, can't you take a telescope and, and then, okay, the sun looks like it goes over the horizon, but it, what a telescope does is would, 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 um, you know, make objects in the distance that Absolutely. are not, yeah, so like that red closer, you should be able to do the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. You should be able to do well, that. Not if with there's the sun. not any light. I don't know if you'd be able to do that if all the, if there's no light to the telescope to observe the sun with, right? Well, yeah, I, you know, I, uh, why would it, why would, uh, you not be able to do that though? I mean, it, cause it's on the same relative plane as it always was, you know, as it's passing overhead, according to the flat earth model. And then you should be able to, 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 uh, still see it even after it disappears over the, you know, horizon. If well, they you have say, a telescope. Yeah, they say that, so I've heard that, I have never tested this, but they say that, so if you watch the sun go down, you can then climb on your roof and watch the sun go down again because you have a higher elevation point. So something about getting higher and receiving light, because I was thinking too, after watching that video, I was thinking, you know, what, one way you might be able to prove this would be to launch something high enough where you could see both the sun and the moon after the sun had already passed your uh, like it's already gone by you and so if you went up you know four three or four miles in the sky with a hot air balloon or some kind of little rocket or something you should be able to see the sun and the moon together which would totally, oh yeah you'd think but see i, I mean uh, assuming the flat earth model is true i mean they're they're I'm, I'm assuming that the earth and the moon are going around the planet on the it doesn't have to be a disc necessarily but it doesn't have to be flat earth but I'm just assuming the sun and moon are a lot smaller and closer than they're telling us, right? Yeah, so you'd be able to go true. up in a balloon and and then say, "Oh, there's the sun," you know? Yeah, it's yeah. Just so the sun away. leaves the, the sun leaves Gumbrell, Texas, you know, whatever time sunset is. Launch your rocket right at sunset, and you should still be able to pick up light and see the sun moving uh, wherever it's going. <laughs> or you should be able to go somewhere in the vicinity of the you know, North pole and shoot up a rocket or a balloon or whatever and see the sun at any given time. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, then that's you'd be able to like say, Oh, there's the sun and it's over Australia right now. And yeah. it would be impossible to see. Yeah. I mean, we talked about this before. Um, gosh, is, uh, is Greg on? Is that yes, Greg? Oh, there. Yeah. I thought that was you. North, New, North, New Jersey. Yeah, weren't we talking about that with the moon, uh, the whole same discussion with uh, they sent a rocket up and then like uh, you could see the moon and you weren't supposed to be able to see it because it was supposedly I've, over Australia at that time. Yeah. yeah. I've been on flights where I've taken off just after sunset and it was dark. And when you reach altitude, you're in the light. Huh. That's interesting. So, especially if you're flying east to west. Yeah, would that work on a giant ball though? Too, I mean, because oh, yeah. you're getting up I over mean, the not, curve, you're not up over the horizon, right? But you see the all of a sudden you see the dusk in the distance where it's dark where you were. If you take off like right after, right after full sunset, just when it gets dark, 
by the time you reach altitude, which only takes a couple of minutes, um, you can see you can see sunlight again. Yeah, so does that out. prove the curve or does it prove the see I don't know. I don't I don't know. That's I, where I always end up with this stuff. It's like you get you get more questions than there is answers and I I don't know. It's just like it's hard to come to any kind of definitive conclusion on anything. On for, the debate's been going on for thousands of years and until any of us can get really high enough to see it, like I talked about this with that uh, go fast rocket that was launched out of uh, Nevada a couple of years back that uh, went up and it was at a time of day in the morning where the moon would be over Australia and you could see the moon. Yeah, and but then we uh, were asking like whether or not there was any kind of, because, um, you know, here again, it's like where you have all kinds of different um, variables that are have to be factored into the whole equation with, Okay, what what time of day was it, and like, is it technically in the globe model still technically uh, feasible to be able to see the moon from that altitude? And that I think when we were discussing it last time, there wasn't any, anything conclusive on that. You know, I, right? I don't know. Because the timestamp is was in debate, and he originally was supposed to without a timestamp, and then it was later put in at a time where the moon could be viewed, but. It wouldn't have been viewed that high, that high up. I mean, it would have looked more like setting sun. That's very high up in the atmosphere at that point. So the only way to really answer is to go do it again, but for the purpose of, you know, for the, uh, the purpose of actually seeing if you can see the moon. If you can't, then it's a globe or a bulge or something else, and we can all just put it to rest, but. You know, well, if it's I, a flat, if it's video, a flat Earth, then you should be able to see it at any any time, right? You should see the always be able yeah. to see the moon. If you go up high enough, you'll see it. If it's a flat Earth, yeah, you should be able to see it anywhere as long as you go up high enough. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. It's like who who's doing these experiments, and where can you go see it? And and then like uh. Like I said, too, like, we're, you know, as far as the all the uh, you know, everything that goes into it, you have to rule out, you know, whatever different uh, conditions and then say, OK, at this time of day, you shouldn't be able to see the moon. And here we have confirmation and we're, you know, proving this somehow or another. We got to confirm that this is the this particular time of day. And this is, you know, all of that. Not, I haven't seen anything like that. I don't know where any of that is. Maybe it's out I, there. I don't know. That will never get done. <laughs> I don't believe yeah, that. that's the thing about all this stuff. It's like, where is the, uh, I don't know, good methodology, good, uh, you know, so-called science or scientific method being applied? Because I believe there is such a thing, even though I uh, rail against, um, you know, scientism. But I think there's... A difference. I mean, there is value in the whole idea of a methodology where you're trying to you're trying to make a determination about something whether or not it's true. That you have to factor all the different all the different things in that affect your observations, right? Like you can't just right. go like, off why, the cuff and and would a major university a good result. Why wouldn't a major university like an MIT, okay, or some um, <laughs> or some school with a very very uh, Sophisticated uh, engineering and scientific uh, 
you know, a curriculum that the schools are known for. Put the project together, not just on a single type of experiment, but do a multitude of experiments. They could probably very easily receive all the grant money from their various sources, the government, from private foundations, just to say, you could say, we're going to prove it once and for all mm -hmm. to everybody. It's not that difficult. And they could do it, and they could have, you know, all the media and academic attention. And if they are, you know, if the world is truly uh, a globe, they could gloat about their success and put everybody down, make them look ridiculous. Yeah. But well, still don't well, the only problem with that is you got money involved, and then you have like uh, you have a vested interest in protecting some sort of establishment potentially, right? Because I mean, well, if, if you look at if you look at evolution. I mean, evolution is like the biggest conspiracy ever foisted on people as a, a so-called theory that has become fact. And it, it's ir, irrefutable, basically, to most scholars or academia. I wouldn't say scholars. We'll just call them in academia. Evolution is irrefutable. And it's totally conclusive. And the debate is over. There is no more debate. Evolution is real. It happened. And they write about it like it's real and it happened and they have authoritative papers that say it happened. And then they have peer review papers that agree with what the authoritative papers say and all their conclusions may be a little bit different, but as far as years go and they may be uncertain, this kind of species came in at this time because we found some new bone evidence that we didn't have previously, but it's not really changing the overall theory at all. You're comparing apples and oranges. Well, potentially, I, I, I am saying though that the logical—it's—it's um, it's a parallel comparison. I don't even say it's logical; it's just a parallel not, comparison about not, not even parallel because you can't—you can't—you the only way that you could prove evolution is you'd have to go. You need a time machine, and you have to go back to actually. Yeah, you're, you're saying a real yeah. experiment with repeatable conclusions versus an empirical theoretical experiment that no one has ever seen yeah okay i see what you're saying so you can't compare the two so but proving that the that the earth is a globe can very easily be done with a multitude of experiments that could because there is a very large growing group of people around the world who are questioning the globe earth thing so why not if you've got this whole conspiracy room you can discredit it with all the people that have bounced into it Simply by having a major university that is, you know, let's call it peer-reviewed or whatever, but monitored or whatever it might be, send up the rockets, do the leveling test, do the, there's all sorts of, I don't know the names of the tests, but there have been some that have been done that you can, you need about three miles straight, like along a shoreline, you do some leveling test, you can, you know, reposition satellites, do whatever, what they claim to do, and then let's see all the data instead of seeing CGI images. Yeah, uh, yeah, they could do that, but then, like, you know, somebody that's doubting it can just come back and say, oh, it's fake and hoaxed, you know. Um, that's well, yeah. the thing, I mean. A like, lot of people we, would say they have to prove the veracity even that satellites even exist, right? Well, yeah, so there's doubts about that, too. Yeah. 
So because they because they don't because they don't say like this is something that we should do every fifty years just to test new technology. You know, comparing with the old. Well, it, it is kind of strange, like how uh, you know geocentricity gets all of a sudden like mixed in and gravity gets mixed in because like all of these. So so they come to conclusion say oh Earth is flat based on observations uh, that we see. And then they say, oh, well, this makes gravity questionable. This this means that we're no longer heliocentric, we're geocentric, we're fixed, we don't move, which is, you know, it could be true whether we're round or flat, right? We could be geocentric and gravity's just a theory made up. It's never even, we know things actually come back down to Earth, but it's never been proven that gravity is, is a really theoretical concept that actually functions. They have mathematical equations in theory that say it functions, but... And we know gravity, something is causing us to come back down to Earth and sticking us to Earth. I mean, um, but it, all these different uh, uh, scientific hypotheses come along with flat Earth acceptance, like geocentricity. But geocentricity could be true even on a round Earth. Uh, I mean, here's something that can be done. I mean, this is definitely doable. It's like you have the flights that are going from you know i've talked about this before the this flight from uh you know santiago chile to sydney australia you can go online and you can look it up uh get a plane ticket i, I looked it up what it would cost me it'd be like uh oh to take that trip i didn't factor in round trip or whatever but it, it's it's around three grand or something like that i think um you know, like there's all this interest out there in the flat earth subject. Uh, get somebody out there. That's like one of the, one of the people that are out there talking about it a lot. Uh, they can go on one of these flights. They could put a camera out the window and, the, and get like a good indication of, you know, is, is there any visible evidence that this plane is traveling double the speed of a average airliner? Um, there would be all kinds of interesting potential there as far as you can get something on on video uh, uh but that would be something you know that would be something that could be um you know presented and put out there as like confirmation but i don't hear anybody even suggesting that and i think that that's a, a great idea something that's practical it's feasible it's definitely doable so why isn't there anybody suggesting that you know i mean we don't have you know, people don't have to like put money together and, and, and buy a balloon or something and do all that. It's like, just get a plane ticket and go, uh, to Santiago to Sydney well, and document it. Yeah, document your experience. See, yeah. I think the only issue with that might be, so we have land maps. I don't know how accurate like South American land maps are, but United States land maps are pretty accurate. The problem with that when you're flying over the ocean, you're, you're basically in these nautical chart territories. So um, I don't know how to read a nautical chart myself, but um, I'm sure there's plenty of experts who know how to do that. The question is, is how accurate are the nautical charts and could you map, you know, the, all the ocean flying you're doing to a nautical chart based on the position? Because you'd have to know, you'd have to know a couple things, what time you took off, where the sun is, and what time you landed and you'd have to determine the position of the sun while you were flying. So you'd have to have access to enough windows to determine your position in the plane, where the plane is on a nautical chart, like your flight path, 
and determine the miles traveled through the ocean across the nautical chart. I, I don't know if that's doable from an airplane because you're over the ocean, you're actually in it. I don't know why it wouldn't be, but uh, I don't know, man. That's uh, that's interesting. I. Uh, but if you're if here's the thing about it is if you're going if you're in a plane you're and and you're traveling uh let's say a thousand miles per hour versus five hundred miles an hour that's like double the speed and you can have a camera outside the window and you could say oh look at that cloud formation right there below us and look how fast that disappears and you could have all kinds of potential visual confirmation that you're traveling twice the speed. I mean, uh, as a regular jet, you know, of course, you know, you can say, well, maybe somebody could easily fake that or something like that by changing the frame rate or whatever. But, but still, I mean, I'm just, I'm just talking about the potential to get some kind of confirmation about something that's really more tangible Instead of like going and invoking these different models where you have to bring in optical illusions, you have to bring in parallax view perspective issues and stuff like that. That for me, I don't know. Maybe you guys understand all that shit. I don't understand it myself. And I don't think I'm. I, uh, let me ask you a question, Chris. I don't think Is I'm stupid. That- I mean, I'm, 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 I'm fairly bright. I'm not totally retarded. And I don't understand I'm, this shit about perspective as far as that exactly is supposed to work the way that people are describing that, that are flat earthers. It's like, let me, uh, this is what I want to ask you, Chris. If, <laughs> if it's 7,000 miles honest. from Santiago, Chile, okay, to whatever, Sydney, Australia, whatever it might be. Okay, if that's what it is on a on a globe Earth. Are they saying that the distance is further or shorter, or the distance is, it- is approximately seventy five hundred miles? So if you go S- Santiago, Chile to Sydney, Australia, it's 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 seventy five hundred miles thereabouts. It takes thirteen hours in a straight shot flight from Santiago, Sydney to Chile, uh, <laughs> Santiago, Chile to Sydney, Australia. Uh, <laughs> According to what's posted out there on the internet, so if you mm-hmm. get on that plane and that thing is going is 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 cranking along at a thousand miles per hour, you don't think there would be any kind of visual indicators that you can uh, assess by pointing a camera out the window? But to me, that seems like something obvious that you would have some. You could do a you could do a cross comparison. You could take a, a different flight. That's um, pretty much standard, like Boston to, you know, New York or whatever, you know, and then document that out the window. And you can do a side by side comparison with your thousand mile per hour flight and your 500 mile per hour flight and say, look at the difference. I mean, it's a a real discernible difference. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I mean, the potential there would be great to to really add some something really tangible to this whole discussion. Is what I, what I'm trying to say. Am I am I way off base on this, or am I making any kind of sense to anybody, or what? What you're, what you're saying is the distance on a globe Earth is 7,500 miles, but it's further on a flat Earth. It's like over twice that on the flat Earth. 
Well, you're assuming the flat earth map is correct, uh, the layout that's been hypothesized, right? Well, yeah. What if they've lied? What if it is? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think you can trust any flat earth map because. Um, no, I mean, I've talked, I went over this before with, okay, if you, if Damon, like when you went to San Diego from Texas, you had to go due west, right? Approximately due west. And that, and that, that's, you got confirmation right there, firsthand empirical observation that, you know, you went due west and then you ended up in California. What I'm saying was with all the travel that's going on in the modern day, there's nothing debatable about the interrelationships between geographic points. So you hit the coast. Okay. There's the coast. There's the Pacific ocean. You, if you continue out, you'll hit Hawaii at some point, if you go in the right direction is what I'm saying is that all this stuff is empirically observable and confirmed by countless numbers of people. I'm talking about interrela- the interrelationship between any two given geographic points on the map. So the maps aren't they, they, now they be they may they may not represent the proportions of the continents and stuff like that. But I'm talking about the interrelationships between different points on the maps are is something that's like uh, uh, to me it's not up for debate. That, no, that's it's that's not. something that's, that's confirmed. That's you, on that. you can't debate that. But if you're going to flatten that map out and you're going to get a huge disparity between uh, those points that are so totally out of line with what the globe model predicts that you're going to get your greatest potential for discovery in the southern hemisphere with with traveling in the southern hemisphere, you're going to notice a, a, a huge discrepancy. Like, like the example I just gave with the Sydney, Australia, 7,500 miles, but no, in reality, it's 20,000 miles. And we can get direct confirmation that that's 20,000 miles. And the plane is just cranking along at a thousand miles an hour to make the flight in 13 hours. So on the official coast survey of, uh, paper charts and electronic charts for nautical charts and pubs, they say on their website that a nautical mile is not absolutely accurate because the Earth is an oblate steroid rather than a sphere. So, because I was just trying to input mileage from South America to Australia, traveling east to west. You guys said, is that correct? Yeah, but I mean that's um, not that's not going to give you the discrepancy of like twice them. <laughs> no, twice no, no, the not distance, at all. Man. But I was just curious what the actual <laughs> mileage is. Not based on a like a flight analysis, but just based on nautical location from Argentina to Australia, two different locations. Yeah, but there would be, dude, there would be a a freaking phenomenal discrepancy there, man. Like you would, like say you're on a you're on a boat and you go from South America and you and you're going to sail to Australia, or you're going to South America and you sail to. Uh, 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 let's say you're at the tip of South America and you're going to sail to another continent somewhere on the map. It's going to be such a fantastic discrepancy. I mean, I'm talking about instead of like double the distance, at least on the flat earth model, that, that, that would be something that would be just so blatantly obvious. Well, that's why I, that's why I don't think this stuff deserves 
the the attention it's getting because it doesn't it doesn't work on 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 travel. Yeah, so so I would I would be willing to side with globalists on this that the because we have the nautical charts and we have land maps uh, so well defined, it doesn't necessarily prove the Earth is round, but we have. Yeah, a but system. you can't get to Australia that fast, man. I mean, you you can't even get anything. We're close. I mean, you have to look at the flat map, and and, and here's the thing: it well, says, the, well, well that's flat, not so that's not map, that's not the accurate drill. map. But I'm saying that yeah. it represents the interrelationships that are already established. They're not up for debate. The interrelationships. So I go due west, I'm going to hit right, California. Yeah, if that, I go, you know, going. that's, that's it's, very simple to understand and that's confirmed. So yeah, those interrelationships are, are proven beyond any reasonable person's time. Correct. Yeah. So if you and that's, and, and so you east. have to have that map and flatten it out. And when you flatten it right. out, you get a huge discrepancy in the distances that where is the proof for this? Where is the confirmation? Where is right, the yeah. circumstantial That's evidence? Where are okay. where is the evidence for this? And I'm saying, like, if you want to get confirmation, you go travel down in the southern hemisphere and you record and document the massive, absolutely massive discrepancies in the distances that are that that totally blow the whole uh, globe or thing out of the water, which would be pretty easy to do. Yeah, in other words, you're saying that the relationship is a lot uh, more extensive than what than seven thousand miles. You're saying if it was on a flat map and plotted plopped out on a flat map, that there's no way uh, Chile could have a relationship with Australia via seven thousand miles. There's no way. Yeah, I, I talked about I was talking about that YouTuber uh, Tiger Dan that um, so he he started trying to trying to take the flights and and um, make them uh, um, line up with the flat earth model. And then when he was doing this in the process of like a series of videos that he was showing that say, okay, I'm going to, you know, make, I'm going to resolve this on the flat earth map. He came to the realization, which I caught his first video when he first started doing it. And, uh, and then, you know, that, it, 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 I was already looked because I found his video when I was looking into the flights and I was looking into this stuff and, and I was like, okay, dude, I, that's not going to work. And then I, I, that's when I started talking about the flights and stuff like that. I went on the call and then they did the call and I was talking about the flights and he now is like not, he, he's, he's totally disbanded the, uh, the flat earth idea, I guess. I don't, I'm not sure where he's at, but, uh, if he's totally off flat earth now or what, but, well, um, what's interesting on the, uh, on this charts, it's called chart here. I'll put it in the link to chat. Uh, anyway, on this charts website, you can actually chart distance and fuel requirements for traveling from, uh, Brazil, to South Africa to Australia. And so they're telling you what the fuel requirements are. If you're stopping in South Africa, or you're stopping, uh, wherever you're stopping, because you're doing a distance, it's just a distance, uh, uh, what is this, a, a speed distance, and there's a couple other variables here. Um, anyway, my point is, though, is that apparently the interrelationships that you're talking about that the airlines have are pretty close to what's documented here within these nautical charts, because they're they're basically telling you what your fuel requirements are for the type of engine that you have, 
for going from Argentina to Australia. Well, yeah, and here's another here's another uh, important point too that somebody um, emailed me with. I don't know if they want me to give out their name or whatever. They have to go uh, look it up. But it, whatever the case, they were making the point that okay, the military. Um, it's, they're a very important component. Actually, we live in a militarized, uh, society and culture. So the military is priority one, obviously, for everything that, you know, we do in our society and culture. Priority is on the military. I mean, we could be flat ass, dead broke, according to the officials, but we got plenty of money to always go to whatever war, start whatever war, to go in our country and invade, drop bombs, whatever we want. Um, so they are, using a totally different map than everybody else or um they have to contend with the freaking map being totally cattywampus where it doesn't even jive with reality is that yeah, so, so the military is totally in the dark too or are they in on a, a secret map that they refer to that they also keep hidden from the rest of the troops and everything so that when they're like say for instance like i didn't do this but hypothetically if they're going to try to make a straight shot i know that you know um you know we we went from hawaii and it took three days and all that but that's in the closer to the equator so that that wouldn't factor into this but say hypothetically if there was some kind of effort to get from point a to point b from continent to continent and you're in the southern hemisphere and and the military is having to do this for whatever reason, and their and their maps are just totally <laughs> out of whack with reality. And that's and no, then, I don't think so. It's I, like, I, oh I think man, these, yeah, I think these nautical maps are pretty uh, have to be. I mean, there's commerce, yeah, there's close to shipping, uh, transport ships, and everything that have to go down there. They have to bring some. Now, did you you realize too that? Okay, there's not going to be as much travel in the southern hemisphere. That's why they reroute flights to go to more populated areas and back down. And then you look at these, and, and this is something that flat earthers will jump on and say, well, here's proof the earth is flat because look at these flights. They don't make sense on the globe earth. Well, they make sense according to how businesses operate where they're trying to make a profit. They go to populated areas. They pe pick people up. They go out of their way to pick people up and go because they can't book those flights full unless they do that now they can but they do have straight shot flights on occasion but they can't fill them up on a regular basis like they can if you take a 23 hour flight and stop off somewhere in europe and then go back down to australia from santiago chile up to europe back down to uh australia because it's e it's economics it's an economic reason why they do that which totally makes more sense than the idea that the Earth is flat and they have to, because you have to yeah, so, also so to explain happen, the straight shot flights. Yeah, what needs to happen is flat Earthers need to puzzle together a map, period, because the map that they're currently showing, the relationships are like way, way out of proportion. I see that just based on what I'm looking at for these nautical charts, because these nautical charts take Okay, they're taking the globe and they're laying down lines, longitude and latitude. And for every point in a flat 2D map on the computer, they have a long, longitude and latitude correlation. I mean, for every single point. So yeah, I mean, a, like, oh, let me uh, try to give an analogy of what we're talking about here. Let's say um, we're out at your property, Damon, and in in you you 
uh, you're seeing this um, big, you know, okay, there's a theory that there's an elephant on your property. Um, and then, okay, Damon, you, you're telling me there's an elephant here on your property roaming around? They said, yeah, Chris, I'm, I'm pretty sure of it. Uh, I said, well, I mean, do you have any proof of it? And I'm, I'm just hypothetically saying I'm standing in a pile of elephant shit. And we're both just ignoring it. You know, that's what this discussion is like to me. It's like this. Okay. Here's the Southern freaking hemisphere. That's totally out of whack to, I mean, over double the distances that, you know, should be reflected of the earth. And, and like flat earthers don't want to go down there. Flat earthers don't want to check it out. Flat earthers don't want to talk about it. Flat earthers don't want to deal with the flights. They don't want to deal with it. They want to say, Oh, the, the plane is going twice the speed of a regular plane. We'll get on one of them MFers and document it and show the speed, man. I want to see it, but they're not interested in doing that. It's like anybody can buy a plane ticket. You don't have to go to, you don't have to buy a damn weather balloon or whatever and put a camera on there. You could just, you know, whatever expense would be involved in uh, building your own rocket or whatever. You don't have to do any of that. Get on a plane. They are uh, keyboard warriors. They're in their mother's basement. Yeah, I mean, have, well, if you want a keyboard warrior stuff, uh, keyboard warrior the flights. Take, they don't have enough money to take a bus to the nearest city. Well, that's, that's if, you, if, if that's what's what people can do. I mean, if if they're you know working a lot and stuff, then they can't take flights or whatever. Fine, go on to the forums, the travel forums, and find all the people that are talking about how fast that plane was traveling and, and show that and give us some kind of circumstantial evidence that backs up your claim or something, you know, keep keyboard warrior it if you have to or whatever, but something, you know, I hear these people that are talking about this stuff and it says, Oh, well it's simple. The planes go twice the speed. I'm like, okay, <laughs> fuck you. They don't go twice the speed, but if they do give me something, <laughs> really? Like, uh, how does, how does that work when the plane has a maximum thrust? I don't know. It's like a, the freaking Concorde or what? They got the damn, I don't know. Maybe that's true. But, like, give me something besides just throwing that out there. Because then, then it's like, okay, okay, let's say that's true. The planes are going double the damn speed. It's like, get a plane ticket. Get on one and show us if you well, want to prove thing. this thing. But they, there's no interest in that. That we want to, we want to. We want to talk about sun dogs and shit. It's like, no, get on the damn plane and document it. It's like no interest in that, though. Nobody wants to do that. No, 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 won't do that. Won't talk about. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I don't think that's going to help. I, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at these charts and like uh, these are pretty complex. I mean, these are giving you the true. The, they're saying that you have to have a true north variation, magnetic deviation. And then what your compass reads. I mean, there's all these factors that you have to uh, factor in navigating. But the distance, it doesn't matter what's going on with all these variation and deviation and all this crazy stuff. The distance is pretty much right here. I mean, it's in these nautical charts. It's pretty yeah, much. Okay, uh, Damon, you own a shipping company and you need to ship something from, uh, you know, Santiago, Chile to Sydney, Australia by, by way of boat. And yeah. uh, okay, you're going, you're going off your nautical maps you got there, 
But in reality, it's like over double the distance. That's what's on the map. And yeah, that, that's, that's that the propaganda be. that everybody's given. The, uh, yeah, part of the psyop, all this fake net maps and all this fake nautical shit. But Think that can't about be it, true man. because, yeah, that can't be true because these ships and these huge ships and container ships. I mean, I don't know what the ship Commerce, is. Going the military and everybody's got to be just completely hoodwinked. Yeah, but there's but okay, fine. That, that would have somebody wants to say that, but there is no any circumstantial evidence that this is the case. Nobody's out there complaining about it anywhere that I know of. It's like, damn, you know, we try to get this product out there to oh, uh, out to Sydney, Australia, but shit, we could we were sailing for freaking days and days, and and we never did see land, and we ended up. Uh, come on. Now, now what's interesting? Information what's interesting is? on this charts website is they did cut the Earth in half. Like it's only a half sphere. Like mm-hmm. they're showing lot longitude and latitude. Not, I'm, I'm not saying that means anything, but uh, it is interesting how they break it up in halves for some southern hemisphere and and northern hemisphere. Um, that's that's interesting, but. Uh, because they're talking about parallels of latitude, and they're showing how everything is kind of like divided up, and they took the, I guess they're taking the equator and just cutting the whole planet in half, and then they're breaking down the latitude and longitude, uh, longitude and latitude for each half sphere. So, I mean, I'm not saying that means anything, but the relationship, yeah, well, you're right on with that because the relationship is is pretty much the same as the flight relationships for the seven like seventy eight hundred miles from South America to Australia. I mean you could have <laughs> a flat map, right? That you can the the AE map they call it. Uh, and um you know, you give the distances on the map. So it it's nothing but a visual reference for you uh, to yeah, see. Yeah the the A E map, yeah it, it's uh, right, I but say that's a visual reference. It's sure. just a visual yeah. reference. It's not. It's just so you can see the entire. Because what are you going to do? Carry a a ball globe around with you and like, okay, what are you going to? Uh, you can't roll it up and stick it in a drawer or anything. It's 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 just practical, feasible to have a a, a map with the rep, representation of the Earth on it, and it can be completely out of line with reality or whatever, but as long as you got your interrelationships, that's what I keep trying to emphasize, your interrelationships between geographical points on your map and then your distances are given to you, and that's all you need to know. You, you know what I'm saying? It's like that. That that's where, man, people go off on these tangents where it's like ridiculous, where it's like, oh, well, because... You can represent it as uh, a pizza pie model or whatever. Then that must be what it what it is. It's like not not with maps. You could you can make it. There's a, look at all the different types of maps that there are out there. There's all kinds of different ones. They got the Earth cut up like like you take an orange and peel it or whatever like that and lay it out flat. Whatever way you can get it to lay out flat for the purposes of of your map. That's been done, and they then they've had our time. They say to get it, you know, to get something that's proportional, which makes sense if the damn Earth is a globe. You know, well, if it's really a globe, a that people, makes sense. But if it's well, flat, well, there shouldn't be any incongruent maps at all because it's map, well, and you can make a map of the flat. You got a flat plane on a flat plane, and you got it. You got it. It's done. Well, what's so funny 
is that people who want to denounce scientific authority and say that this flat earth map is is the be all and end all, they're referring to the United Nations who basically claim some false authority over every citizen of the world. And, and they well, refer that's their to the United Nations. The United Nations. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, they, they refer to the United Nations as having some kind of like authoritative, you know, influence over everyone. I mean, it's just freaking hilarious that uh, they would invoke some, anything the United Nations does. I mean, if anybody is freaking illegitimate, it claimed it, any control over any citizen of any country is the United Nations of all so-called governments. Good Lord, man, you're going to, you're going to, I could they're doing. throw something out right now. Oh, you know, the Damon, I don't know if you know this or not, but there's no point on any ocean in the world. That's over 40 feet deep. All the oceans are shell. It's like, <laughs> well, how do you know that Chris? It's like, <laughs> well, I don't know. It's like, have you ever been down the Marianas trench? Have you ever been down deep sea diving? No, it's like I, it's like okay. What what? Where's your proof that there is any place on the damn ocean that's over forty feet deep? I, have you been there? Have you seen it? Have you done it? It's like, uh, well, why is that? Why is that any more out of the question than this flat Earth thing? It's like, what? How, prove me wrong. I, I'm just gonna yeah, take I, that I position think... right now. There's no place on the ocean that's over forty foot deep. Period. Prove me wrong. <laughs> well, based on this conversation, I think, uh, you know, what needs to happen is the flat earth people need to put together a map, a true, as true as they can map to demonstrate. But Damon, that's what I'm telling you, man. The, the map is, it, you, the map is the map is the map. And, and you went to San Diego and you got firsthand confirmation that the maps are accurate. And, well, yeah, let's, and, let's say we put in distances, though, for a 2D map, and we put in all these distances. We set up some kind of parameter, maybe for a circle. I mean, based on what they say about the sun going around in the circle, it's carved out some kind of uh, trench and ice. You know, we can go with that theory, right? It doesn't matter. We could go with that theory. We could get a piece of software, plug in all these distances for these land masses. We don't have to put the shape in and just kind of get a rough understanding of, like, what, if the Earth was flat, what would the map look like on a flat Earth map? Because there's no way this map, this AE map they're pushing out, which is a couple of these, I don't know which one exactly is the AE map. I'm looking on Google. It's kind of hard to tell, but because there's several images that pop up and all these maps are different. But yeah, the, the flat Earth map that I see used all the time, there is no way that that, is, uh, that can be possible based well, on... Well, let me tell you something, Damon. If you go lower than 40 foot in the ocean... You'll be crushed. You'll right. be crushed like a grape. Heard that. And yeah. uh, so there's no way that anybody goes below 40 feet. It's impossible. And I have the calculations. I have all that. Uh, I'm not. A, I'm not a scientist or anything. But uh, I, 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 you know, I, I do the calculations, and I, 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 I I'm telling you, I have it. So. Uh, I mean, that's undeniable proof that, uh, or, you know, there's no point on the ocean that's over 40 feet deep. It's, uh, so, I mean, that's where, that's, that's like the conversation with the flat earth thing. It's like, okay, uh, so any kind of deep sea diving that shows anybody going under 40 foot, it's, 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 you know, it's obviously fake because it's impossible. If we could just and, get Geraldo on this case, remember the Al Capone vault? 
Remember yeah. broke that story? We could just get Geraldo on this, dude. He would set us straight on everything. Your diving issue and the fly earth map. Well, I mean, I could probably make as good a case for that as I could this flat earth thing. I mean, <laughs> because... Out the phone vault. Or anything, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. I, what I'm trying to, what a point I'm trying to make with that is that, okay, okay, we never been there. We never been below. No, no, I haven't. I haven't been 40 foot below, beneath 40 foot on the ocean or whatever. Um, but what I'm saying is like, if that was true, that there's no, there's nothing deeper than 40 foot on the ocean. Um, you know, even though I haven't been there, nobody I know is experienced that I know of. I mean, I've, I, I know like divers and stuff, you know, I've, I've, I know people that are divers and stuff. I don't know how far down they went or whatever. I don't, I, I just don't know. It's kind of a big, unknown. okay. Why, why, but the why idea don't... that that could be hidden from everybody on the planet is, is just as feasible as the idea that the flat earth could be hidden from everybody on the planet with all this travel and shit going on. That's the point. Why? Of yeah. Why is no one talking about these? Commerce, travel, air travel, uh, shipping lanes, uh, people just leisure sailors, people that take trips to go in their own yachts and shit. People own their own private yachts all over the place. Are they forbidden to go down there and find out the truth about flat earth when they find out if they try to go from uh, Australia to from Chile to Australia? It takes double the distance. You know, or what is going on with this? But you why? Know, here's the deal. Why is no one talking about these nautical charts? And the the this. I mean, these things are. <laughs> I don't. I don't see how you can get around these unless someone actually goes out and disproves these charts are even partially accurate. I mean, no. These charts have everything documented from coast to coast. They have to be. They are. Because they're science they're, they're says, right but because that, I mean, because there's so much commerce, money, and military movements and stuff that are totally dependent on that. You can go download free PDF nautical charts right now. They're they're all over the place. They're right here on this website. And this is Damon, a, they're it's 100% it's wrong. They're all just 100, <laughs> not only wrong, but wrong big time. I mean, wrong, uh-huh. like, that would be like, Putting out some, I don't know what it would be like. It's just okay. So they they say they update outrageous. these. Uh, I don't know when they update them. It doesn't say, but it it gives you the most up to date so that you don't run into like some obstruction in the bays and around the bays. And I mean, these are very up to date. They give you longitude, latitude locations of all types of. Uh, they give you shipwreck locations. If you want to go check out some shipwrecks? No, you can't because the maps are so far out of whack that you would never be able to find the shipwreck ever. <laughs> There'd be no way. It'd be, impo- it'd be so much stuff that would be totally impossible. I mean, they give you tides and currents. They, I mean, they, this is really, I mean, I had no idea. I mean, I've, I've heard of nautical charts, but I had no idea they were this detailed. Holy smokes. Oh I yeah. Mean, they I'm, have I'm to really, be. I've had an eye opener tonight looking at this. This is really okay, think about trying to find an island in the southern hemisphere if the map is like off by a measure of two. Or I mean, yeah, two, man, you know no what way. I mean? There's there no would be no way. way. Yeah, no I mean, way. there would. Okay, so let's say this is true. Let's say the map is just totally cocked over to the max. You know, which would have to be if the Earth is actually flat. Let's say right. it's true. Um. 
people are sailing around in the southern hemisphere doing whatever they're doing and they don't notice the distances are off by a measure of of of, of two like it's okay it actually is supposed to take 5 days according to this map but it actually takes 10 days it says uh, so uh, you know I'm calculating okay there would be nothing but reports of people dying at sea from right. miscalculating how far it's going to travel because you don't take the you don't you're not going to take the right provisions you're not going to you're not going to end up anywhere based on the time that you've calculated it's just not going to be possible how outrageous is all of this this is like totally fucking outrageous i mean come yeah, on there, there's just so totally outrageous on this website i mean i'm really blown apart by this so well yeah it absolutely absolutely have to be accurate yeah, it has to be accurate. Especially the military. They totally depend on the accurate half. Come well, on. Forget, forget the military. I mean, really commerce and more so, you know, public commerce and people piloting, you know, independent voyages just for pleasure, pleasure cruises. Uh, or they, famous. okay, then you could find all this stuff where people are going to Antarctica. You got a yacht, a freaking yacht race that goes around Antarctica. Right. You got, okay, all this other stuff out there that's like, I mean, come on, man. It's like, they, they would, that would be impossible. So that has to be some fake hoax deal. Uh, travel down there would be fake and hoax. The, the people are sailing around down there, they're, they say, well, it's off limits. It's not off limits. You can go to Antarctica. Uh, you could sail around there. I talked about this. A long time ago, it's a call that's titled Circumnaving, Circumnavigating the Continent with Incontinence, because we talked about the flat earth and we talked about adult diapers. I mean, <laughs> the point I was making early on into this when I when we first started discussing it is like, okay, there's a, there's, okay, the earth, it can be analogous to like a floating around in a martini glass. Okay. With the and the reason why I say that because you you know you can have salt around the rim. Okay, that's the ice wall, according to the flat Earth folks. Um, okay, I want to sail around Antarctica. So in order to sail around Antarctica, I have to be navigating the opposite direction and be going in a counterclockwise direction, the total opposite of what would be observed if I was going around a continent. And this is like, this is, I'm not a freaking rocket scientist. I'm not even close, but it's like, even I could see that, that there would be a massive discrepancy of what you're going to observe and what your experience is going to be, not only from a navigation standpoint, so that you're, you know, oh, man, we're listing left constantly. We have to turn left to go around the, around the Antarctica. How is that even possible? Well, it wouldn't be possible if you're going around a continent. You're going the opposite direction and you're going, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. You're trying to do that as a thought experiment, the martini glass. You're, you're in a little teeny tiny ship in a martini glass sailing around. And I want to go around Antarctica at this point. So in my martini glass, I got to go around the rim and I'm going to have to go the opposite direction. And I have to go instead of turning right, I got to turn left. Obviously. That's like, okay, how the hell do you, um, reconcile that with anything just give me something that somebody could point out some kind of record or something somewhere 
where that is the case, which is like, that's another thing. And I've talked about that early on. It's like, it, it just is, just, yeah, it's just totally, totally off the wall here I, with this stuff, I, I think. Well, yeah, I can I can download some U.S. nautical charts, but I'm having trouble figuring out how to download nautical charts for South America. I don't see how to do that. I'm trying to figure that out on this website. I think Explore. I'm having some issues with Windows Explorer, so I went to. I'm That's because they don't exist, Damon. Right? Yeah. No, I am. Have, I don't know if this website. This is a. I don't know if this is a national. It's a .gov. It's a U.S. website, but I don't know if they. I don't know if they distribute charts for South America or if they do that. I don't know, but uh, maybe they have their own, you know, South America has its own governing body for nautical charts or something. But uh, I only see where I can download U.S. coastal charts and uh, surrounding regions. I don't see where I can download, like, charts for the Indian Ocean or... I'm not saying I can. I'm just trying to figure it out. I mean, I just got exposed to this site tonight, so... But yeah, I definitely see the longitude and latitude relationships for, I mean, you can clearly see that just off the nautical website itself. So that definitely presents a big problem for the map that we're told that so-called UN promotes and uh, that map that's promoted by uh, these uh, so-called real people. Uh, your Mark Sargent and Eric Dubay's and Matt yeah, it's, and Dude, and, it's, it's really ridiculous, man. When you go into the... Okay, yeah, this, this yeah, map yeah. is... In, there's no way this map would work at all if any of these relationships are even within 500 miles of one another. There's no way. Yeah, there's just happen. absolutely no way in hell that we'll, we'll you even can say reconcile these, We'll say these charts are a thousand miles off, right? I'll even give them that. I'll say, okay, yeah, the, the chart are a thousand miles off and it still doesn't cover the the discrepancy between the relationship of, of those two countries. It, it doesn't cover it at all. I guarantee you they're, they're a hundred percent accurate. I guarantee you they're a hundred percent accurate. Yeah, they, they have, have to, to be. be. I mean, I'm pretty much convinced that they have to be accurate. Okay. But, and you know, there's no way in hell that that is going to reconcile with those. any flat earth map. I don't care what you do with the map. When you flatten it out, you're going to have a massive discrepancy in the Southern Hemisphere. Yeah, uh, I agree. I Tiger agree Dan that. tried to invert it and say, well, actually, the North Pole is on the outside and the South Pole is on the inside. And it's like, okay, dude, like you're really reaching because you just took your problem and you inverted it. It's like your equations are all dick, dicked up and you're, and you're just taking the, the, bad ones and moving them to the top of the chart and you know what i mean you're just taking yeah. the thing and but you know it, it, I, I give him credit for you know backing off the whole thing to some degree or the other i guess he still claims to be a flat earther i don't know how but um well, these, these flat earthers need to go to the nautical website download the chart and explain these relationships that are between these continents across the ocean Okay, because yeah. Are, are just like you said. If you try to navigate to New Zealand from California in your boat, I mean, and there's any kind of deviation or discrepancy, you're going to freaking miss it. I mean, it's just you're going to get no. You are going to get totally lost. Anybody that goes down there <laughs> and sails is going to be lost, now, and there ain't going to be no way to get them because they could say, "Well, I'm at longitude so and so, 
I don't see nothing but ocean, but I'm here, I'm here. My motors broke down and I, and, and I need to get rescued by the coast guard. Um, why isn't Mark Sargent aren't having coast guard people on his call? Why is it all ex military? Is what I'm my, uh, another question like Coast Guard people, people talk to. Yeah, we can't rescue people in the southern hemisphere because um, if you get down there and get lost, like we tell everybody, you're on your own. When you get in the southern hemisphere, you're you're on your own. We can't find we're not going to be able to find you. You can give us longitude and latitude all day. But since the maps are all completely 100 percent wrong then you have no hope of rescue if you get caught out in the middle of the ocean somewhere down in the southern hemisphere because there ain't no way in hell to find you or locate you or you know maybe a beacon or something that could be honed in on but if you you don't have that you just have a radio and you can just give out you can't give out your coordinates because they aren't they're going to be totally absolutely meaningless yeah plane goes down same thing it's going to be totally absolutely meaningless the coordinates aren't going to make any kind of sense whatsoever because it's totally wrong and it's off by <laughs> double it's like nothing would work down there nothing no no commerce would be possible no leisure travel would be possible no air travel as it's represented would be possible it so if you're a flat earther and you want confirmation for your theory it's like it would all be in the southern hemisphere as it applies to travel. Now this is interesting. They don't want to go there. They don't want to talk about it. As far as I can tell, maybe they're talking about it endlessly somewhere out there on the internet, but I haven't ran across it. Yeah, this is interesting. There's a uh, uh, a tracker, like it tracks airplanes, it tracks ships, approximate locations called Poseidon XP. You have to have a login. I don't know how to sign up, but it says Poseidon XP is a comprehensive inventory tracking and updating system that allows users to have 24 access to vessel chart and publication inventory. Poseidon XP facilitates auditing of vessels inventory online to ensure Coast Guard compliance. I don't know what this is really, but uh, I thought it was like a, a ship tracking. It looks like it's more of an inventory tracking for what's on your ship. They have ship ladder programs that are out there. Ship or what you say? They have ship plotting. Oh, uh, oh I think you said sh- okay. Yeah, ship plotting. Okay, got it. Yeah, yeah. you you guys you can track wherever your shipments are going. They're a precise location wherever they are on the on the globe. Okay, so there's a there's a ton of charts that you can download just for the United States. I mean, there's like hundreds of charts. Holy smoke! And can- uh, Mahatma in the chat put a link to the Santiago de Silly. Uh, Chile, direct flight, uh, departure date, May 13th, return date, uh, May 21st. Uh, yeah, you got, um, what is this, faircompare.com. So that's in the chat. Anybody wants to look at it. So this is this in, impossible flight that is totally out of line with all the recorded specs on passenger jets so this is the this is your supersonic because it has to fly faster than the speed of sound because it has to go over a thousand miles per hour so you got an opportunity to take a supersonic jet from santiago chile to (laughs) australia and break the friggin' sound barrier for freak's sake and get to experience that so flat earthers get on the supersonic express and it's actually pretty cheap when you factor in the 
fact that you're going to be going supersonic freaking speed for crying out loud, that's pretty cheap. And, um, yeah, supersonic flight over, yeah, over the speed, speed of sound, 700 some mile per hour. You'd be going a thousand miles per hour at least to make it in that time. <laughs> awesome. Hey, you know, I originally called in to talk about the video you posted on, uh, Hoaxbusters, uh, called the, uh, the skinny box. Oh, the, 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 yeah, the gamification. That's, that's a, that's a subject to talk about. I, I'd like to talk about by, hopefully on the next call. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, but people want to talk about flat earth, which is okay, but that's where I want to go. I want to go to the flights. I want to talk about the supersonic jet that goes supersonic speed to get to Australia from. That's all I want to talk about. We talk about flat earth. That's what I want to talk about. I want to talk about supersonic planes. Don't you think, Greg, if if you're on a, if you're on a flight that's traveling faster than the speed of sound, would it, would that be different from a regular path? I don't know. That'd be another interesting thing to look up. Plane would be, would be the same, except that you would, you know, I, I mean, I've never flown on the Concorde, but I know people who have. Yeah, and it's not much different than a than a regular flight. You know the. Yeah, but if you look at the Concorde, the the whole the whole design of the Concorde is strikingly different from a normal passenger jet. I mean, it looks yeah, like it's, it's built for speed. I mean, a passenger jet is 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 strikingly different. So I still think you have to address the nautical chart before you even approach addressing a flight. Well, for, the flight first is relevant, in my estimation. You're talking about the, the supersonic jet. The plane, the wings on a supersonic jet are fixed, meaning that they don't stick out at the mid-fuselage like a normal plane that we fly on. They actually go from the middle of the plane all the way back because they have to be rigidly built into the structure of the plane because above a certain speed the the g-force against the wings are so great it'll rip the wings right off the plane yeah yeah so i mean even like in the military planes that fly oh the old uh which didn't quite they didn't fly supersonic but they still they would pick the sound better they flew 7800 miles an hour they had to sweep the wing yeah, it's a major difference between a, 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 a aircraft that's capable of of that speeds and uh, a passenger jet. That's another thing too. It's like uh, As the wings would fall off a passenger jet at probably about six hundred fifty miles an hour. I would, yeah, think that that has something to do with the design, and then. Uh, yeah, that that would be a, see that would be another avenue of inquiry for flat earthers is that yeah to get to get on this and uh, get some real confirmation that these are actual supersonic flights that are disguised as regular normal passenger jets uh, that actually fly <laughs> it's that they're actually flying double the speed <laughs> that of, would be uh, would be impossible. <laughs> I would be. I mean, impre- if, that would be. That would be something that would uh, be more convincing if, to me. 
Yeah, but even if somebody said, well, they're, they, they're lying about the thrust capability of jet engines. Okay, really? Um, do you think that if they could fly people in the northern hemisphere, say from New York to London, in three hours rather than six, that they would do it? Yeah, so they're gonna they're gonna hamstring the total flight industry just to uh, because they predicted that the people would get on the flat Earth, so they so they hamstrung the entire industry, and they only roll out their supersonic um, jets that are disguised as super, disguised as regular passenger jets. <laughs> they only use those on the flights down there, and they hamstring the rest of the industry. Um, to to hide something that nobody was looking into to begin with until just <laughs> recently, and then they're doing it for their sake. These like, uh, oh, who are all these people? Jaronism and all them. Hey, Chris, did you watch the Oscars? Uh no, sir, I didn't. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I heard that Chris Rock or somebody did a whole uh, monologue about how blacks are being kept from uh, the Oscar getting Oscars, and they're not being there. Nothing. There's not enough blacks in the competition, and all this BS. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Well, back he was hosting it, wasn't he? Yeah, they had him hosted hosted again. I think they had him hosting. Uh, what was it like five, six years ago? Well, you know, I'll, 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 be right, I'll be right back in a minute. He has a huge bodyguard, Greg. Have you seen his bodyguard? Chris Rock bodyguard. Yeah, I put it in the chat last week. <laughs> his bodyguard looks about six foot seven, about three hundred pounds. So he doesn't have any problems, you know. Plus, when, oh, in, in that famous comedy routine that he did, what was it that 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 famous uh, routine that he did, uh, "Blacks versus the Niggers," you know, the routine that he did. In that routine, he says he's got guns stashed all over his house because he's afraid of other black people robbing him, you know, because he didn't move out of his old neighborhood originally. He stayed in Brooklyn or wherever the hell it was that he was from. He went back and he bought a house over there, and he was getting robbed. <laughs> Some of his neighbors were robbing him, according to his comedy routine. So he had supposedly gone stashed all over the house. He goes, "Well, all that, all that rabble rousing is all just engineered to." No, I know, but everybody on he, edge because they want to get a, uh, they'd like to get a. Uh, once the moment is right, they'll they'll strike that match. I know, but then yeah. he goes when after Sandy Hook, Sandy Hoax, he was one of the you know they brought out this video with all these actors and actresses being doing this anti-gun uh, thing, kind of like an infomercial kind of thing. All of them got together. Chris Rock was one of these people, you know. Oh, so I know that. So, so this guy's anti-gun, and at the same time, he has guns stashed all over his house. And at the same time, he has a 300-pound bodyguard who's probably armed. Who the fuck is this guy to tell other people not to have guns, you know? Oh, that's true. That's the state of the world we live in today. Yeah, it's total hypocrisy. Ridiculous. 
all of these actors, you know, George Clooney, was George Clooney on it? I don't remember. All of these people have plenty of money to get armed guards, big, huge armed guys anytime they need it. Did y'all see the video where somebody um, took took clips out of movies where, and then the, all those actors that were on that um, commercial you were talking about, about gun violence and stuff like that, they interspersed them with scenes out of movies where they're like blowing people away. Yeah, with yeah, 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 too. yeah. Like was, blowing 30,000 30, people away with uh, huge uh, machine guns and 50 caliber guns or whatever. Yeah, all these actors that are preaching against guns or like every one of them has been in a movie with gunplay and stuff. That's pretty good. I guess freaking total puppets. They're all playing their part, but I think a lot of them are just useful idiots who wouldn't be able to figure out how they're being manipulated in the first place. I don't think, I think, I mean, if I also posted Chris Rock's management uh, team last week. I posted a link there. And if you look at it, uh, his manager and his publicist are both Jews, you know, and the other two guys probably work for Jewish companies. So of course he's not going to do anything against them because that's where his bread is buttered, man. He's a Hollywood dude. He's part of the establishment. Although in his comedy routines, he's got to pretend otherwise because, well, you know, he's supposed to be a rebel and he's supposed to be a comedian. He's supposed to be a critic. He's supposed to be an artist. He aspires to be uh, George Carlin or Bill Hicks or whatever. Yeah, I don't think he... I don't think he's even in the, in the same league as George Carlin and Bill Hicks. I, they, they have him in the top ten all-time best comedians. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, you could say <laughs> pretty top much 20, whatever you maybe, want on... Top 20. Yeah, top on. 20 maybe. On TV or whatever, as long as it's something to do with race or if it's something to do with, uh, oh, it's, uh, you blame it on Republicans or you blame it on Democrats and then you can put out whatever. <clears throat> as long as it's like a certain framework that you got to keep every discussion within, it's got to, it's got to be on a certain, uh, carry a certain narrative, which is in line with, uh, well, how they keep divide and conquer going and how they keep uh, the whole bullshit political system going. It's like, oh, well, yeah, it's uh, something bad happened, but it was the Democrats' fault. Or something bad is out there, but it's the Republicans' fault. Or something bad happened, but it's because of race or something bad. But it's never <laughs> directed toward the system itself. That's never, never questioned or brought up to like, well, why why are we living in this particular configuration of uh you know there were with this particular social construct or whatever 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 you want to call it what is this even valid is this even the way to arrange or uh establish a society or even have or is there any part of it that's conducive to living a normal life or a, or maintaining sanity at all does anybody ever question it i mean carlin did the uh, Pretty, he did a pretty good job at. Yeah, he did a pretty a good job. He, he was so. really a lot of the stuff that he said was a lot more anarchist, libertarian, but consciously he was a leftist. You know, consciously he was on the left. You know, yeah, was, and then that's yeah. that's what I mean. You know, like it, you know, you could say that stuff, but then you know, it's you, he can say things also suggestive of the idea that it's oh, it's these really the evil capitalists and um, right-wingers that are mainly to blame for all of it, you know. 
So that that can be thrown in there with it, and then that will definitely appeal to a certain demographic. Yeah, that all boils down to group dynamics versus the individual. Like uh, all of these people, and when politics, basically in the USA and pretty much everywhere else, is about groups oppressing individuals. Okay, there are very few political systems that haven't done that, that haven't just taken some the democratic approach of having uh, groups oppress individuals. Like if this, if we got fifty-one percent on the vote, fifty percent of you motherfuckers. The next four years, you're going to do what we say. And then if you guys get uh, 52% of the vote uh, after another four years, then in those four years, you get to swing the other way, and you get to tell boss us around a little bit. You know, it's every, every four years, it shifts back and forth in only two directions. That's not even... Uh, even in uh, Hitler's Germany, they had 11 party races. Nowadays, it's just two two parties, three parties at most. Uh, yeah, actually, two. Yeah, oh, yeah, the whole democratic idea itself is a fraud, you know? You just throw that thing out. Yeah, I agree, yeah. But, uh, that's the... That's the closing up shop music. We went three, almost three and a half hours... Uh, yeah, I appreciate everybody that came on the call tonight. Yeah, we had a pretty good turnout. Not too shabby, not too shabby. Uh, but, um, oh, wow, I got home, I got home. Trying to turn that music down a little bit so I can talk. Yeah, check out uh, the hoaxbusterskull.com. I'm going to be working on a video and look for that too, and I'll post it at hoaxbusterskull.com. Uh, yeah, you know, we try to do this here. Uh, well, I'm the host, so I guess I shouldn't talk we. Like, who's this we? Who's this we you talking about, Chris? Well, we, who's we, we, the collective sucker? we. Yeah, really. Who's like, we, what? Sucker? But, uh, yeah, <laughs> Monday nights at 9 Eastern time. And uh, I can't break it down with time zones. I guess I can. Eight central. Uh, six Pacific. Um, there you go. Uh, in accordance with the globe map, actually, I think. Pretty sure. Um, time zones and time changes and all that stuff. Uh, latitudes, longitudes. But none of that works on... You know what I mean? Uh, it's not going to work in the southern hemisphere. So if you're in the southern hemisphere... Forget everything I just said about time zones because they, they don't work down there. But anyway, uh, yeah, and if you're lost at sea in the southern hemisphere, uh, nice knowing you, and but you, you have no hope of ever getting rescued. So uh, hopefully you brought pod, the Hoaxbusters Call podcast with you on your iPod. But anyway, uh, <clears throat> yeah, thanks, everybody, and uh, pretty good call. Pretty good call. Uh, not what I was planning on talking about, but uh, that's all right. Um, yeah, thanks to Dave, and thanks for the update on Robert. And um, yeah, hopefully I'll uh, get in contact with uh, uh, his friend and uh, the, out in California, and maybe get some more information. And 
will uh, you met Joe Rogan, right? You met him Excuse on me? video once. You were on video with Joe Rogan. You met him. Yeah, I met him twice. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, it's bad news. And uh, I was I, was he overweight? Is that maybe why? He maybe not died? really. No, but uh, was he a smoker? Cigarette smoker? I don't think so. Um, but, uh, well, yeah, I, I, uh, well, I see who's left in the chat. Adam Miller, Bleep, Engine Tropics here, Greg and G, KMOD, Cage, call in next time. Um, Hot McCoat, Sample Listen, Wanda Wanda Damon Holzer. Yeah, Damon, it's good to hear from Damon. I haven't talked to him in a while. Uh, appreciate him coming on. Nautical All. charts, Chris, nautical charts. We have the documentation. It's all right got here, documentation. Chris. We got the medical charts. We got the nautical charts too. And uh, according to Damon, we got confirmation that those are all accurate. So I think we put the <laughs> flat Earth thing to rest uh, officially on this call. The flat Earth thing is is absolutely been completely debunked, and Damon debunked. has the documentation that proves it debunked. Uh, PDFs, no less. PDF stands for. Uh, uh, what does it stand for, Damon? Uh, pr- uh, something f- facts is the F. I know that. But uh, <clears throat> all right, Southwest Wisconsin. Greg is on the call too, and I'm going to post the conversation I had up uh, with Greg on to the podcast. I had a lot of audios this week, um, so I'm going to eventually get around to putting that one up too, and got some other stuff coming up. So yeah, stay tuned on that and check it out and. Uh, HoaxbustersCall.com is the one-stop shopping place for everything related to the Hoaxbusters Call uh, podcast and whatnot and so on and so forth. So check that out because the YouTube link is there and on and on. But, uh, yeah, thanks, everybody, and uh, hopefully talk to you next time. for listening to the Hoaxbusters Call. You can subscribe to the podcast at hoaxbusterscall.com. You can support the Hoaxbusters Call by rating it on iTunes, sharing it on social media, a donation at hoaxbusterscall.com Conspicuous graffiti in public places Hoaxbusters Call Conspiracy Just Theory Here's what's coming. We are the Borg. Lower your shields and ready your ships. We will add your biological and technological distinctiveness to our own. Your culture will adapt to service us. Resistance is futile. I'm wondering what a few of you think of this. Dailymail.com. The Simpsons predicted a Donald Trump presidency, and it didn't end well. 
Time travel episode from 2000 featured Broke Nation reliant on aid from China. Now, look into the flame. Look ahead 30 years to the man you will become. Ooh, that's me in the future? Quiet, you're about to say something. Tired of giving you money. Why can't you be more like Lisa? I am so sick of hearing about Lisa. Just because she's doing a little better than me. She's president of the United States. Yes, I am proud to be America's first straight female president. As you know, we've inherited quite a budget crunch from President Trump. Somebody needs their ass kicked. <laughs>